So. So. So snart. So. So apparently, like, Friday is a... Apparently, Friday is, like, Buffy's anniversary as a show. Yeah. 20 years. I know. That's snuck up on me. I'm so old. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) And yet, it's still only half my age. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's astonishing is how relevant it still is. No kidding, right? Yeah, and how many devotees it still has, and, and even more. So, I mean, it's it's getting quite the following lately, yeah, which is fantastic. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so uh, in celebration of the twenty year anniversary of Buffy, you are going to do something. I am. I'm going to launch my blog. Blog. Snart blog. blog. We were going to do a, a very special episode. And then we realized just how complicated it's going to be. It's really complicated. Really complicated. So that's still coming at you. My, my but, head still hurts from it. Yeah. <laughs> we spent like three hours looking at Greek mythology and drawing graphs and shit. And it's not going to work. Greek um, mythology is complicated. It is really I'm, complicated. Okay. <laughs> I'm kind of happy that the Romans came along and sort of trimmed down on the Greek myths. <laughs> All right, you two are the same thing, and you two are the same thing, and you guys, fuck (laughs) off, and you, we'll keep you. You're cool. Like, (laughs) like God bless Ovid, you know? Yeah, yeah. He was a man. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, it's, it's, uh, there's a lot of co-opting, and, and, yeah, and and then they they even pared it down even more when they got to Christianity, and they're like, let's go ahead and and whirl up the Epic of Gilgamesh with this stuff. (laughs) Um, So we, they really kept paring down, and then they increased and pared down. It's just, religion Mm -hmm. is like that. And then they're like, screw yeah. it, we're having one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, my blog is going to focus a lot on the color schemes and the way that uh, different panels are set up. I'm really going to stick with the visual as well as the mythological. So I'm going to start from the beginning of Buffy. I know I'm behind, but that's because we only started seeing this really... We had our suspicions, but we're becoming more justified in our suspicions um, yes. Recently. Yes. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and start from the beginning of Buffy and find all of the myths that I can get to um, and retell those. And then I'm still going to hold out on our big list of, of all the the characters and their Greek myth. Yes. It'll it just be crumbs for a while. Yes, it'll be crumbs. And then when we finally get this back together, probably within a, a little while, I'd like to do it at the end of season two of Buffy. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, yeah. So when we get that done, uh, then we're definitely going to have that coming at you. And we will do it. And it'll be fantastic. <laughs> yes. And we, um, and we and have to just do, we, pretend uh, that it happened on the 10th of March. Right. And we, and we kind of have to do that to prep for one of our Greek heroes showing up. Definitely. One of the ones that ties it all together <laughs> and, and ties both Angel and Buffy together mm-hmm. with this Greek theme. Yes. Um, and, and the way that she deals with everything. Because so, she's yeah. fucking awesome. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and if you haven't guessed who it is, you need to go back and start listening to the rest of the show. And if this is your first episode, go back and listen to the she's rest of the show. my television girlfriend is who she is. So, yeah. So, happy anniversary, Buffy. Yay, Buffy. Um, so, what you're gonna want, going to want to do is go to www.diogenesclubpodcast. If you don't know how to spell it, just look at your reader right now, whatever you're listening to this on. Um, dot com and uh, up at the top you'll see Jen's blog which you should be reading because it's fucking awesome <laughs> uh, she already has some stuff up there I have then... gifts and stuff yeah she does and they're awesome yeah yeah uh, and then <laughs> uh, we'll have mine up there as well and uh, we'll just keep adding to it so Indeed. yeah please please 
uh, keep commenting on there. You can listen on there. Um, and as long as we're doing some business stuff, also be aware that I am remastering. I got some feedback that we're really quiet. I'm remastering all of the episodes that we have done um, and re-releasing them. And I'm actually going to be refreshing the feed w- with those once they're all posted. So if your feed suddenly goes wonky in the next few weeks, that's what happened. Um, if everything looks unread, it's kind of like the Buffy remaster, up. but for the podcast. Yes, exactly. And, but you know, without people hitting it, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> well, I figured out how to use Audacity. It's basically what happened. So you there know, you go. Yeah, it's open source and it's a pain in the ass, but they can do some really cool things on there. So <laughs> um, I've just kind of made it a little cleaner, less static, and I made it louder. And hopefully, we don't sound like we're in a fishbowl. Because I'm still learning my shit. So if anybody notices anything I do wrong, please just email me at info at diogenesclubpodcast.com and let me know what I need to do to fix it. We're learning as we go. Yeah. I had no idea which end of the microphone to to talk into before we started with this. That's a lie. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I've seen it on TV. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I guess back to the show. Yay. Yay. Buffy, actually, no, wait, boo. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Boo. Yeah, sad. Sadness. Get your tissues and an umbrella. (laughs) We'll see you on the other side. Hello, gentle listeners. Welcome to the Diogenes Club podcast of Buffy, Slayer of the Vampires. There are spoilers ahead and swears ahead, so if those aren't your thing, please turn off the podcast. This time... We're back. <laughs> we will be discussing Buffy season two, episode fourteen, Innocence, wherein all ye know and all ye need to know is rocket launcher. <laughs> As always, I am Jen, and this is Snard or Michelle. We are the sisters. Tuck it. <laughs> Indeed, we are. We're really excited about that rocket launcher. <laughs> Anytime you can use modern weaponry against ancient evil is a good time. Fuck yes. (laughs) It's part of the fun of Supernatural, really. Absolutely. And and Buffy should use more shotguns. Well, yeah. But in the Buffyverse, guns are bad. And so we're really happy she goes to the rocket launcher. (laughs) She's like, oh, I don't even have time for your bullshit right now. (laughs) (laughs) So before we get started, Uh start... Do you remember the first time you watched this, what you thought had happened to Angel in the alley? I mean, I remember the feeling of foreboding when they had had, had sex, because the show did a great job of setting that up. But I didn't have a clue what could be happening to him when he stumbled outside. Yeah, well, I mean, there was all the foreshadowing going on. Um, But man, they didn't tell us that he was going to lose his soul. That was like not even a possibility at that point. No, that's true. I had no idea that was happening. But because of like the mirroring we were having with Drusilla and all the prophetic dreams and everything, I guess I kind of thought that like he was just like ticking time bombing. Like he was going to die or something. Like he's dead now. Yeah, like something horrible was going to happen to him. Like he dusts Um, or something, you know, or... Yeah, or, or turned human. Yeah, or something. Bad. Yeah, I don't know. I knew something bad was like, happening. Angelus was not even a thought to no me. No idea was going to be Angelus. Right. No clue. <laughs> yeah. It was rather jaw-dropping <laughs> for me when it actually yeah. happened. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, well, and it sets itself apart as a different show at that point. Absolutely. I mean, it does over and over and over, but that's one of the times where it's like, oh, we're doing this now. Yeah. Which is, it's just kind of evidence that Joss Whedon is a comic book fan because this is a very common comic book thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I approve. Yes. I- <laughs> and beautifully executed, I have to say. Oh, yeah. And uh, the fate of Illyria later is also very... Oh man, uh, X Men comic book. Oh type. man, yeah, that one. X Men, X Men. Yeah, that comic one. Book. Yeah. That one. Like, oh, 
Well, yeah. at least they, I mean, that one, they kind of tell you what's going to happen mm-hmm. while it's happening, at least. That's um, true. Yeah, the the initial a... infection is a surprise. Yeah. Um, but then it's sort of like, oh, okay, they're going to tell you this one was just boom, yeah. boom. <laughs> out of nowhere. Yeah. They're like, we are here and we're sticking around. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Shut up and hold on. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my next question is, what does Jenny represent? So she's in, she's in Buffy's second dream and then her mm-hmm. third dream. Yeah. And she... It's obviously, I mean, not not only just in the dreams, but in in general, we've got an well, idea of what everybody else is. To me, she works as fate. I can totally see that, yeah, or a representation of fate. I mean, also, you know, when we get into other stuff, I'll just she's a Greek goddess. Um, you know, she's representing a Greek goddess, and so also, you know, I'll just give it away. She's Aphrodite. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so in our in our calculations, she's she's a representation of Aphrodite. And so that is the goddess of love. And so it kind of also makes sense on a level for the goddess of love to be wafting her way through these dreams about uh, Buffy dealing with love and loss as well. But I think on on the surface level of the show, um, without that undertone, she's just fate. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Both both everyone else's and and her own fate, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which will be set in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A little bit. Which also subscribes her, you know, into... Just the way it's going to be. Even her uncle says, <laughs> this is just the way it's supposed to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Interesting. So, shall we get going? Yes, we shall. <laughs> <laughs> I will gear up. <laughs> <laughs> we open in Spike and Drew's lair. The judge appears to be meditating. Spike isn't happy. We know this because he tells Drew he's not happy. <laughs> <laughs> he's not big with the layers, that one. <laughs> no, he's not. Uh, he says that they should get out of the factory because Angel and Buffy got away and they'll be coming back for them and the judge. Drew doesn't believe him. And I think she's already started to sense something because she says my angel's too smart to face the judge again. Spike wonders what the judge is doing with all the meditation and the judge speaks up to tell them he's preparing. Spike lets go of Drew's hand to wheel over to the judge, and Drew immediately clicks into something. Her body goes rigid, and she starts breathing hard. Spike accuses the judge of sitting on his ass and wants to know uh, when the world-destroying time is. Um, The judge (laughs) says that his battery is charging up rather nicely, and killing more people will make it charge even faster. Drew is definitely sensing something. She moans and falls to the floor, exactly as Angel will be in a second. Uh, She says, Angel, and as Spike comes over to see what's wrong, she smiles wickedly and starts to laugh. Buffy wakes up in an empty bed, kicking off years of future issues with that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She looks around for Angel, but he's a little busy at the moment. In the alley outside Angel's place, he falls to his knees saying Buffy's name. And okay, I'm going to point out that this this happening to Angel in an alley is really important. We'll get to that more in Angel this series, but it's super important. Um, (laughs) He collapses the rest of the way, and he seems to know exactly what's happening to him because he says, oh no, I'd imagine that a soul either arriving or departing is a memorable experience. Yeah, seems like one of those things. Stick in your head a little Uh bit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like uh, food poisoning. Yes. You know when you got it. Yeah. Yeah. A few months ago, I I did. (laughs) (laughs) A nice lady who is decked out all in red and is smoking. and Next to a sign that says, beware of dog. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) And she should. We'll get into more more of that whole uh, angel and dog thing later. Uh, And uh, and honestly, I would tell her to run, but with all that going on, she's clearly done for. Uh, (laughs) She approaches and asks if he's all right. He stands, and he really does seem okay all of a sudden. 
He says the pain is gone, which I would imagine is very accurate in a lot of ways, and then bites her, exhaling her cigarette smoke. He comments that he feels just fine. And the change in everything about him is pretty remarkable. Gentle listeners, uh, meet Angelus. (laughs) (laughs) Aside from the biting, we know this is Angelus because when he was on the ground, we could see that he was wearing the black leather pants of evil. And Snard, uh, a few weeks ago, uh, you mentioned to me that you have a little something to say about this costume change. Yes. Okay. So I've been holding on to this one forever, you guys. (laughs) It's true. You've been taunting me with it. I have. I've been taunting. (laughs) It's just too good. It's just too good. Okay. So um, there is a lot of storytelling in Angel's arc told by his costuming up till this point and even further beyond, Mm. Uh, particularly the language between velvet and leather. Um, so in this scene, obviously he's not wearing velvet. He hasn't for a couple episodes, uh, but he is wearing wool, which is kind of a close cousin. It's a little easier to light. And I think it's a little easier for him to be thrown around in. Um, so <laughs> well, I don't but know. Interesting. Buffy dreams about him in, in, uh, in velvet. In yes. velvet. Um, and sees yeah. him as the soft, so, smooshy kind of guy. Yeah. yeah. Right. So the very first time we see Angel, he's in a velvet blazer or kind of a satiny velvet blazer. And uh, we don't really see him in anything else up until he becomes um, a very clear romantic interest of hers in the fourth episode when he shows up wearing a leather jacket right after he's gotten in into a fight with Forky McForkson. Right. Um, <laughs> Forky McFangerson, whatever we're going to um, But yeah, then he takes off his jacket because Buffy's being cold to him and gives it to her. This is a symbolic handing over of masculine power to Buffy. Interesting. He is handing her his power. He is handing her his armor because the leather jacket is a trope of the badass. It's the person with the power. And if you even just fast forward through all the episodes of Buffy, you can track who's in power and who's in charge in every single scene just by who's wearing a leather jacket. Well, and Buffy, when she needs a little extra oomph, puts on her She puts on a leather jacket. jacket. The first time we see her do this is to go fight Luke Mm -hmm. in the second episode. Yeah, with her brown Um, leather jacket, which I covet. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Uh, she puts on a, a, a leather jacket over her prom dress. She puts it on mm-hmm. frequently, um, particularly when she's in a juxtaposition with Angel, who is very frequently wearing a velvet coat. Velvet is a soft material. It's very touchable. It absorbs the light in a really particular way. Um, and so it's a language by which we can understand that Angel's being soft. He is being cuddly. He's actually, we even joked about him being a kitten. Yes. Uh, without really kitten. realizing what we were doing. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so he gives her this power. This is the first time we see him in a leather jacket. And then at the very end, he says, no, you keep it. It looks better on you. So he's saying the power looks looks better better on you. you. This badassery is better for you. He even admits to being afraid in Mm -hmm. the first episode or the second one. Sarcastically, Um, but still. He's certainly not fighting. No, he's not (laughs) fighting. And it takes him a long time to start to fight and catch up. And his fighting style is, is even evolving over time. Um, at the same time, while we're having all this going on, we only ever see Angel in black and white in the first season, ever. It's always a black coat over white, except for when he takes two times, when he takes off his jacket to give it to Buffy, and also when he's hurt, and she gets him to take yeah. off his shirt. Oh, and then uh, just briefly in the, in the last episode, yeah. just for a second. So yeah, he yeah. voluntarily is shirtless three times in the series. So mm-hmm. it's the first time when he's hurt and he takes off his shirt for Buffy, second time when she comes to his apartment... And then the third time when he's uh, pretending in this episode that oh, we're about yes. to see. Um, and then he also is shirtless when he's vulnerable to Drusilla and she's reminding him of all of his past deeds. Oh, yes. Um, so 
really, really interesting language going on Absolutely. here. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, not then, just the pants, which is crazy. Not just the pants. Yeah. And then the other time we see him in leather in the first season is when he is confessing his sins to Buffy in the bronze in Angel. Trying to commit suicide by Slayer. He puts his armor back on. Interesting. And so he can, can look more bad. Yeah. And you can give up on the leather until we see him in the leather pants. But he still doesn't put on a leather trench coat mm -hmm. because he is still vulnerable. Now, the only vampire we see in a leather trench coat all the time is Spike, mm -hmm. who took his leather trench coat from a slayer, the second <laughs> slayer he kills. And he also lends that power to Drusilla willingly the first time we see them together, right. mirroring that relationship like we talked about. Right. Um, sorry, I have to look at my notes. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I always look at notes. Um. So Angel is also in Velvet with Darla and Drusilla. So we have yeah. that inner sanctum thing going on with those two as well. And he's also softer with them. He doesn't fight them the same way. He doesn't go after them the same way he would like mm. a male adversary. Interesting. Um, Which he really should because they're scary as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we won't see Angel shirtless or dressed down again after the episode we're about to talk about until he shows up naked. Uh, when he on his return from hell, and then hmm. he is shirtless again until he resumes a personality. Um, you know, he's chained up and shirtless and just in like corduroy pants. Yeah. Um, so there's, you know, that shows a lot about his dress and how he relates to himself. Um, wow. Yeah, and so the first time we see him in color is in when she was bad in the red velvet shirt that we see three times. It's it's a a power of three. So we see him in it then when he's hurt by Buffy. We see him in it again in the bronze when he's vulnerable to Buffy, asking her to coffee yeah. uh, in Reptile Boy. And then the last, and then the the last, last big one. one when Drusilla kills him in yeah. Buffy's dream. So that's the first time we see him in color. And after that, we start to break up the Angel uniform a little bit. And he's searching for identity. We can watch Angel search for a way to fit into Buffy's life. Over and over and over again with all these different colors and ideas. He has like purple on and blue on and he's wearing all these different velvet shirts. And uh, particularly in um, Lie to Me, he's wearing like this weird kind of brown velvety number right. um, that he wears even into Willow's room. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Well, it's looking even more. I mean, he doesn't want to scare Willow. So, of course, he's soft and, soft and pettable at yeah, that point. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, he's extra I'm like, soft. I'm like a soft little bunny kitten. That's what I am. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a kitten bunny. Yeah, but what's really interesting is seriously, just fast forward through all the scenes where they're together and watch how many times Angel's in velvet and Buffy's in leather. Um, hmm. You know, and Buffy, we even have this language going on with Buffy with her blue coats. Um, mm -hmm. She has multiple coats. There's a few of them that are blue leather and blue, not leather. Very, very rarely does Buffy wear velvet. Velvet's really kind of a select thing she's for Buffy. She's a slayer, man. Yeah, she's a slayer. She doesn't, <laughs> so she doesn't peg herself down. She doesn't take herself down a peg. Right. But you know who is in velvet is Luke. Interesting. Yeah. And the master is in leather. All, we like, only leather. ever see him in leather. Yeah, so he's in his leather Gestapo outfit for fuck's yeah. sake. <laughs> 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 so, um, yeah, it's just really interesting to be able to track. Now, somebody else who wears yeah. a lot of leather is Jenny Callender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's kind of showing her power and her secretiveness. She has an armor. She has a way of keeping things hidden underneath herself. Um, so uh, another time that we see Angel, you know, in, in one of his, uh, his trying to look for a new thing mm -hmm. is when he's all jealous of Xander in yeah, some yeah. assembly required and he shows up in like the Xander outfit. <laughs> right. You know, like, <laughs> the tan jacket. It's like the canvas and jacket. That, that goes way too far and Cordy like, 
predates on him and then he doesn't do that anymore. Uh, <laughs> she, she, she is super apex predator with yeah. him, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah um, so, but when Angel's at rest, when he's just with himself, when he's not putting on airs and tr- trying to fit into Buffy's life, mm-hmm. he settles down into the white and black. He still is polarizing himself. And we continue to see him do that. Um, now, what's interesting is after he changes into Angelus, because he never puts on the leather, he's always vulnerable to Buffy. So it's only because... Okay, I got it. So uh, so the pretty much the black leather pants of evil signify evil. Yeah. But then it says top that we really have to look for. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's also a chimerism, right? So he is, he's right. evil. He's part evil, but we always have a dualistic nature to angel. Right. He's either, he's either got the good half on top or the bad half on top. <laughs> right. And so we're just seeing that with the, the black leather pants of evil. That's our only real indication that may switches to like silky shirts. Right. Right. <laughs> um, you know, especially like in the very last episode of the season, he's wearing like a very, shiny silky black (laughs) shirt it's very vampire (laughs) um and he even makes fun of himself with this a little bit like he starts to go full spike in lie to me that's where his our ripper arc is in full swing so we don't Mm -hmm. talk about it much but we see angel's journey into his own self start to change and turn that's when he dresses up like spike in the vampire club and that's one of the last times we see him in the velvet trench Interesting. After that, he becomes more real. He gets. He decides to get real with himself and real with Buffy after, especially after she saves him. Well, um, he confesses all of his sins against Drusilla and yeah, all that kind of stuff. He does, and then when uh, when Drusilla takes all of his power away, uh, we even doubled out on that. He has a coat over a velvet shirt. So when he's thrown into the cage, <laughs> when Kendra kicks his by ass. Kendra, yeah. <laughs> he's in a velvet shirt. So Drusilla can strip him of brown velvet as she's torturing him. Like we really continue on with this metaphor um, and the way of relating velvet. And even in the very, in a scene in this episode, um, when he's wearing the black leather pants of evil in front of Buffy, she's wearing velvet pants. Interesting. So we continue this. I mean, you're going to think I'm full of bullshit until you actually go watch these things. <laughs> okay. um, no, it's totally true. Yeah. And is um, it which, which scene is that, that where she wears the velvet pants? Uh, when she in, goes back to his apartment. Right. Where she's, she's at her most vulnerable. Pants. Yeah. She's at her most vulnerable. She's right. wearing brown velvet pants. And um, I, oh, and I thought it was interesting in the in the very last scene in this one where they're where they're because um, I had to go back and and rewatch it because uh, she's wearing the. They're just normal pants, normal cloth pants. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they're in the fight at the end, they're wet. So they kind of look like leather pants, but they're they not. Do. Yeah. So it's sort of like, <laughs> I mean, it's sort of like the, the water uh, turned her into like her. the badass. You yeah, know? totally. No, yeah. it totally strengthens her. Um, the first time we see Angel on equal footing costume wise with Buffy is when she's bandaging his hand and Ted. Interesting. After she's rescued him. And, you know, so he's just in a normal black dress shirt. He's not trying to balance himself out. He's not wearing gray. He's not wearing red. He's not wearing velvet. It's just a normal shirt, and she's wearing a normal white shirt. And so we're getting the two. Like, if they could just stick to their roles and figure out who they were, we could probably make this work because it's very sweet. (laughs) But we just can't. They can't do it. Um, But that's where he starts to actually get real with himself and real with who he is. But that's also around the time that the shadow self gets really wonky, if you remember, (laughs) because the shadow self is gone. He's becoming more real and becoming more real means you have consequences for all of your actions. And then we turn him into Angelus here. And he doesn't have any of the velvet or leather stuff going on up until now. Making sense so far? Definitely. (laughs) No, it really is. All right. So um, let's see. Talk about... Okay, so 
Now back to the red velvet. The red velvet shirt is mm-hmm. the kiss of death for him in a lot of ways. But red velvet is bad for both Angel and Buffy. Because you know what else is red velvet is Buffy's dress in Halloween. Oh, yeah. And Angel's bed and spread. And his bed, yeah. So, and the curtains around his bed. Everything about his bed is <laughs> kryptonite for both of them. doom. <laughs> the bed is so, doom. Yeah. You need um, different you need different bedding, Angel. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, and uh, there's like just be... go to Target. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> get some <laughs> normal some, like, sheets for God's sake. Some black silk sheets. That would be hot. <laughs> Come on now. They, okay, the black silk is too fucking hot. Like literally, <laughs> you sweat. <laughs> like really, really bad. Cotton sheets. Cotton okay, sheets cotton with a nice comfort. <laughs> like a duvet. A duvet yeah. cover is a great idea. A duvet. Yes, a duvet. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, so there's also some interesting language coming up in future episodes with red leather, not yellow leather, just red leather. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to have a couple coats and pairs of pants and stuff coming up with those as well. Um, so continuing on with just watching Angel's arc, because we're really arcing him through all of this. Mm-hmm. And we've seen him have this crisis of identity. We're going to see a similar journey with Giles post high school. Interesting. Um, he's going to go through all these weird dress changes and find, trying to find a certain thing. But you can watch the power struggle with the velvet and the leather mm-hmm. really consistently as well as playing around with colors. And they're, they're going to really do this with Faith, too. Yes. A so, lot. And we actually hand it off to Faith a little bit. Well, because, up. you know, he's... Yeah. Where, where angels stops, Faith mm-hmm. starts. You yeah. Know, that's, they have no. the same arc. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, so after Angel comes back, as we go forward, I'm going to go ahead and just spoil all the hair. Well, we spoil uh, everything. Yeah, we, are, yeah. we spoil everything. But, and if, I, 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 like, I warned y'all at the beginning. I warned y'all. I warned y'all at the beginning of every episode. This mm-hmm. is so much spoilery spoilerness. Yes. So you, you should not be surprised. And I also spent like two weeks watching episodes of this show and taking notes like you should see the notes that i have and there I, will I can be... see them right now there yes. are... <laughs> i have seriously three notebooks in voluminous front of me right notes <laughs> um there will be a very detailed blog post because i just can't go through everything that i found are we, are we getting a snard blog uh yes there will be a snard blog nice. coming soon i am i am also freelance now so if anyone wants to hire me <laughs> i'm a really good writer um no i really am a very very good writer i do ghostwriting copywriting um anything blog media management you name it i can probably figure out how to do it or i do already do it for you so you know contact me i'm very reasonable um <laughs> anyway, yeah there will be a snard blog going up um so anyway as we move forward this is where things get really interesting for angel in the next season as far as costuming goes because we've realized angel's gonna have his own series mm-hmm. so we need to start to mature him and bring him forward now, in Angel the series, his costuming is very comfy. This is Angel at rest. He wears typically a gray V-neck shirt and comfy, almost pajama-looking dress pants. And that's what Angel wears. Right. Um, and we even play with the idea of the, the black and the white. Like, they start to make fun of these tropes in Angel, um, where, like, he scares a client or a pr- prospective client in a black sweater, and then he finds out she's coming to the office. He's like, I need to change. And then you see him in, like, a white sweater. Um, <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> yeah. We make fun of the um, black is a badass color or black is a or black. Black leather is a badass thing with Wesley, the rogue van, uh, demon hunter. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love Like Wesley, we totally, you know, so we can hunter. see evidence of what I'm finding right. in all of that moving forward. Um, so as we go into, you know, the third season of Buffy, after amends, Angel finally wears his gray V-neck. 
Interesting. He's finally angel at rest. He's still trying to make it work with Buffy, but it's getting less and less. And then he starts wearing uh, black leather almost with impunity. I think the first time we see it is in, um, I want to say it's Bad Girls. Is that the Probably. one where they're dancing together? <laughs> yeah, it is. In the club, yeah. And she says, oh, Yes, I know toys. that one very well. Yes. <laughs> sure you do. Um, yeah, like that's, he goes to the bronze and he's wearing black leather over velvet hmm. in that scene. Like, look at me, I'm badass and yet soft yeah, and, and, yet and so cute. Soft. And stop dancing with that hot yeah. girl, please. <laughs> and then we have a scene later um, in, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember the episode, but... Um, it's basically, to me, the first episode of Angel the series with the, the hot tub demon. Oh, that's Bad Girls. Is that Bad Girls? Mm-hmm. It's still... Okay, sorry. So, the, Bad Girls is the first episode of Angel the series, to me. Interesting. Um, because when Angel walks in, and he is the savior of the day. Right. Buffy and Faith are distracted, and they're doing their own thing. Giles and Wesley have been kidnapped. Right. And... Um, the demon is saying, who has my amulet? I want to know his name. He says, his name is Angel. Right. And he walks in in a badass leather coat. Really? And kicks ass. That's awesome. Yeah. So nice. that's is the it, beginning is, is of, it the long trench from Angel the series? Uh-huh. Really? It sure is. And it's leather. Um, there's a scene later on where he and Buffy... Well, Buffy is in... busy with her girlfriend through that's that true. whole yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that there's a little bit of jealousy and then him also just kind of saying, well, fine. Because he doesn't fit anymore. Right. He completely doesn't fit anymore. Um, and, and Faith makes Buffy so much stronger just by being around. Yes, I can definitely see why it's not working. Yeah. So yeah. He, he can just vibe out. There's, uh, in another episode, there's a scene where they get in a fight and say they're going to break up. And then the next time she sees him, and I think in that he's either wearing velvet or the um, the wool coat. Mm-hmm. And then the next time she sees him, he's in leather. Interesting. Um, Buffy, interestingly, doesn't wear leather again in this season until Go Fish, when we get our female empowerment back. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So she she's wearing soft stuff up until then. Um, so even Buffy is subjected to this empowerment, disempowerment thing. Um, Angel is definitely not wearing leather after the bite rapey scene. He's wearing it in that episode though. Cause he's wearing leather when faith shoots him. Oh yeah. So we should clarify. Um, <laughs> when we refer to uh, bite rape, that would be when Buffy beats angel into vamp face and forces him to feed on her. Yes. That will, is rape. We will have a long discussion. <laughs> yes. Very interesting discussion about yes. that. Probably it'll go with a big blog post of mine as well. Absolutely. Um, Cause I have time to write now. <laughs> Good God. Yeah. Okay. That episode, actually that whole episode might set a record for how many blog posts we both do because that's there's true. a lot of stuff there going on in there. There's a lot of stuff going on in yeah. there. So when we talk um, about the bite rape, that's what that is. Just so yeah. y'all know. Yeah. Sorry. I forgot. About if you, if about you, that yet, but that's, if you take um, away somebody's ability to consent and make them do something against their will, that is absolutely rape. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much how it follows up. Now, to prove my theory, I went ahead and started looking at a lot of our crossover episodes between Angel and Buffy. Mm-hmm. The first time Angel wears um, velvet in Angel the series, and one of the only times, is when Buffy comes to L.A. Really? After Pangs. Really? Yes, he's wearing velvet in that first scene. You know oh. Buffy's coming because he's wearing velvet. <laughs> now, if you go back and watch Pangs, in the whole episode, he's wearing Spike. He's got a red button down under a black <laughs> leather really? trench and black pants. That's why, you know, so when they're like, you're evil again. Well, that's why. Because well, he's, so, yeah, like he's dressed like Spike. He's dressed like Spike. Moving forward, I believe he's even wearing velvet during uh, the episodes where Faith is in town. Or at least he's wearing a soft material. Interesting. Um, when Faith is in town, 
it's kind of hard to tell on on my new TV because it doesn't show. I think on all TVs, well. it's a little yeah. tricky. It's a little tricky. There's something about the, but he's definitely wearing some a similar type material. Huh. Um, yeah, so Which we really my faith thought he was easy pickings. Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, a soft little bunny. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, we even continue this going forward. We make fun of it with Wesley. I know I'm not making it up. Um, Well, yeah. Yeah. Coming soon to a blog and uh, podcast near you, I also have something because of all this research. I started noticing a few other things about other colors and particularly the buffy blue or lilac. Is it a very special episode we're going to do? It it might have to be. (laughs) Oh my God. Because this has already been long and that one is long. Because we actually have other characters mimicking and Buffy's a character through the whole series. Weirdly. (laughs) Uh, And and Angel is not. So we have to arc him. But this is really where his character arc sort of ends and begins. We have to start a whole new one from here over to Amends. And then after Amends is really where Angel the series starts even though we haven't begun it. Right. Um, but the first real episode being Bad Girls. Interesting. Because that's where he graduates away from Buffy. Interesting. Yeah, because he's not overtaken with his jealousy. He becomes jealous in the bronze of both her and Faith and her and dancing with the boys. Mm-hmm. But then he goes off and kicks ass instead of trying to, you know, look Follow like her a around good like friend a, yeah. of Xander. Right. <laughs> good friend, uh, yeah. friend of Xander's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so anyway, that's what I've been hinting at That's some at good so shit, long. Snart. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and there is, oh my God, there is a lot. Like, I didn't even touch on half of it. There's even like, you know, there's there's a couple episodes where Buffy's wearing the the Buffy blue leather coat and he's wearing like his ultra velvet coat and it's just so grr against each other. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I look forward to your blog. Why, thank you. Yeah, it, it might be a two or three parter because I'm going to try and get gifts. And it's hell. I, I think if should... I was into video editing, I'd totally do like a video. And I just I don't. Hell, I, I think you should go through from the very first episode to track this all the whole thing. I can probably. I do think that. that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Just do them a little like three episode chunks or something. Gentle listeners, let us know if that's something you're interested in. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. Because I I will definitely do it. I got all the stuff. I got like t- twenty pages of notes. <laughs> it's true. I can see them. <laughs> yep, <laughs> they are totally right here. Yep, and they're all longhand because I don't like to take notes on a laptop or anything. <laughs> You're all old school and shit. I am. I, I think it's oh. Neil Gaiman writes by hand, and he's my hero. So I write by oh, hand. So the fountain pen, just like him. Yeah. No, I think it's awesome. Okay. Well, thank you. Anyway, yeah. No, that's, so, I mean, that uh, was some seriously good shit. Excellent. Good. Because it was a half an hour. So uh, That was really good. Let's move on. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it better fucking be, man. <laughs> it, was, it was. It was very good. <laughs> All right. After that, fa- actually kind of fascinating little interlude there. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> seriously. So, uh, now back, on to our episode. Back to our episode. <laughs> we hope you made a drink or a snack. <laughs> <laughs> just, just have a pause. Yeah. We're going to be here. Well, have a little pause. Make yeah, yourself have some a food. Pause, yeah. Yeah. We, or we put the laundry if, in or whatever yeah. you do. We don't care if you take us into pee with you. We won't know. No. No. Yeah. Now let us know. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> my yeah, favorite thing to listen to while I pee. You know, that's totally fine. <laughs> yeah, well, totally. We will put that quote in our reviews section on our sure. website. I have actually heard uh, <laughs> from one of our gentle listeners who talked to me in person, uh, you know who you are, that, that you listen to us while you like clean and do dishes and stuff. Excellent. And, uh, yeah. I mean, we really appreciate you. That's what I do with audiobooks. I turn on the audiobook and I do like yeah, stuff too. around the house. I go on walks and yeah. work out. Yeah. That's yeah. like when I'm, you know, doing water changes in my aquarium. I always have a podcast on. Yeah. Well, two aquariums. Whatever. I'm not addicted. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, as as long as we're paused, uh, I will put a picture up. We have our new little friends, Spike and, and Angel, the plants. 
<laughs> that will require a picture. It's really hilarious. Yes. <laughs> the, the angel one is rather spiky. <laughs> and and the spike one is, is a bamboo. <laughs> so yeah, that'll come up with, with this episode as well. Yes. They need name tags. They do need name tags. Yes. Yes. Captain Forehead and... Uh, <laughs> Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yes. All right. Okay. <clears throat> so, uh, Buffy sneaks... after that. <laughs> I know when you talk about it, I think it overheated while yeah, you recap, too. Yeah, I got to strip down now, yeah. man. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's like, it's like a Buffy costume change right now. Is, you're yes. feeling vulnerable, so you're taking yes, off your totally. shirt. Yes, totally. I am. Yeah. I'm wearing my Slayer black now. I was you wearing, are. I was actually... Oh, my God. I was wearing the Buffy blue. Wow. <laughs> it's like Buffy's black. jammies and her black <laughs> shirt from the last episode. <laughs> If Drusilla starts following you, I am running out the door. Uh, So Buffy sneaks in her back door and starts to go upstairs, but Joyce calls to her. She asks if Buffy had fun the night before, and Buffy kind of leaps away from her. (laughs) Is is this that cute thing where the recently deverginated think that people can tell they've they've had sex for the first time? I think think? so. Also, she turns around because she's got the cut. Uh, yes. in her sweater yes so i think you know that's probably a reflex of like okay do i have any damage do i have any blood do i have to, oh turn around <laughs> well, like like joyce hasn't mended her clothes like a million times well yeah and but, washed you know. blood out of them as buffy will yeah. point out but, no I, I think there's definitely a certain element of she doesn't want anybody to know right um you know and we're showing how vulnerable she is because that's a weird angle in the kitchen absolutely and this one is that is directed by joss so you know everything yep. is super intentional every frame is intentional <laughs> yeah, in joss like, one even like he would even stop people and say that that was really great, but could you put in the the that I wrote? Because <laughs> it's there for a the reason. The rhythm is wrong now. Yeah. like yeah. It, He had some control issues because of what happened with Buffy the movie. Right. So, you know, as, you'd, he wanted, as you'd expect. Yeah. So yeah. every single script had to be perfectly executed for him. One, he was, and even in all the, I mean, I've done some reading on it and uh, all the way through the, the whole show, um, even when he had uh, showrunners who, who we really, really trusted, he would he was still a script doctor. Everything mm-hmm. went through him. Oh yeah. So if you have any if you have any episodes you don't like, you can blame Joss along with everybody else. Yeah, he was right there with it. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think if you have any episodes you really don't like, I'm willing to bet it's because you haven't actually watched them carefully enough. If you watch them really carefully, like we are, because I thought mm-hmm. I thought that they were episodes I didn't like. I really did. Yeah. Like, I could have given you a list of episodes I thought I didn't like. <laughs> yeah, right. But I have liked every uh-huh. single episode a lot. Yeah, me too. Even the ones that I'm kind of like, oh, whatever, get, who gives a shit? Like, as we start there's getting shit into going it, on. Yeah, there's a lot of shit going Inca on. Inca Mommy and- Girl told us about naming, for God's sake. No, that's so true. <laughs> yeah. And it gives us a lot of information about Xander and the yes. nature of the Slayer heart. Yes. And yeah, the and way the, that the Buffy spirit relates and to how, being a normal girl. How her parts tag in and out if one of them's out of commission, another one steps up. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting yeah, and you no, really get it. Into really it really is, even if you don't enjoy it. So yeah, I, so if you I'm it's been a bet. while since you watched have another rewatch because mm-hmm. we have I, mean, I hope that our enthusiasm has gotten through on the podcast we are yeah, so, so enjoying yeah. this 20 millionth rewatch of ours yeah, of Buffy yeah, right. well, <laughs> I'm going on a lot more than that after all this costuming research <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> shit <laughs> I know I, I ping all over the place because of, this will remind me of that and I, I go watch this, I episode, watch and that this. episode I actually had a dream last night where I rewound and fast forwarded in my dream to catch something <laughs> that I missed <laughs> I've had those too <laughs> <laughs> I'm not alone. <laughs> it's true. Yes, it's true. Oh, excellent. Yeah, like or, a bit, or the dream is like, oh, I need to watch this episode because yeah. that has a reference. To this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
and then there's like a purple octopus and because my dreams don't make sense for very long so it's like two seconds of making yeah. sense and then it goes wee well my my dreams i actually make cities in my dreams that i revisit in other dreams really um yeah like i have i could probably draw you a map of the one that i've been dreaming in for the last month or so it's oh. it's a snowy mountain village kind of in norway and there's a really good cluster of restaurants on this little loop but it's really hard to get there if you don't have good snow tires and so i was offered a job there <laughs> um but i couldn't get to my job <laughs> Uh, up there, it was. Kind of, I, I have job issues. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, it was super detailed. But then I ran into a guy who'd been skiing, and he wanted to know where to eat, and so I told him. I would love to have dreams that were that coherent. Mine are <laughs> all over the well, place. Well, I mean, it starts to disintegrate at a certain point, and there's like zombies <laughs> or something, you know. But it's uh, well, yeah, yeah, mountain zombies. That's why you always have a shotgun yeah. in your dreams. Very important. I always have a sword. I'm a sword. That works. Girl. Yeah. It's quieter with uh-huh. the zombies. You don't yeah. want to alert the other zombies. It's true. Yeah, or the yetis or something. But yeah, I was. I, I seriously have dreams where it's like, hmm. yeah, I have like Slayer dreams. I get really <laughs> locked in and sometimes they come true. It's kind of awesome. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah. 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 Sorry, gentle listeners. Go back to our show now. <laughs> That's what happens when you get two people with ADD in the same room. <laughs> yeah. And scotch. And scotch. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so we'll really never be sure if if joyce suspects that that buffy has loss of virginity uh, of course because joyce is a pro at denial and it's hard to figure <laughs> out whether she just doesn't see something or sees it and purges it immediately yeah, she says and, you look yeah it, and then but you can't oh yeah that's see a little someone. bit later but yeah but oh, totally sorry, yeah. no 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 worries um <laughs> uh but yeah she, she seems to think something's off with Buffy, but not sure. There's just no way to know. It's Joyce. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll write this off. It's Joyce. <laughs> Joyce. Uh, oh, I was almost a parent. Whoops. <laughs> Shake that off. Uh, yeah, so uh, Buffy, terrible liar that she is, has forgotten that she told Joyce she was staying at Willow's. Uh, Buffy, you're going to ruin Round Robin. Uh, Joyce reminds her, uh, helpfully, and uh, Buffy says that she had a super terrific fun time and just needs to take a shower. And if I were Joyce, I'd probably start thinking Buffy had sex with Willow last night. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's like five layers of denial to there. Like, first we have to admit she's a slayer before we can admit that she might have sex with girls before yes. we might admit she had ever said that. <laughs> that one crashed and burned. <laughs> first we have to admit that she's the slayer before right. we can admit that she might have sex with somebody before we admit, can admit that she might even have sex with girls. Right. Don't, yeah, Joyce is really happy to see Faith, so she might be all right with it. That's true. Well, she could be like <laughs> our parents and think girls can't get this one pregnant. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they were Although, not unhappy when I came out. Yeah. That's very true. <laughs> then they kept asking me, are you sure you can't be more like your sister? Because <laughs> then you won't get pregnant at <laughs> yeah, all. But little did they know, I didn't want to have sex with anybody. <laughs> right. They so, so. kept saying, oh, just wait till you're older. I'm like, ha, 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 you're funny. Yeah, that's silly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Joyce finally asks if something is wrong because Buffy is practically clawing her way up the walls to get to her bedroom. <laughs> Buffy says there's nothing and Joyce says, you just look. And then kind of laughs to herself and walks off. And Buffy sighs and goes upstairs because sometimes that's all you can do. <laughs> Seriously. In the library, uh, Xander comes in and tells Giles that his hunt for the judge boxes turned up nothing at the bus depot. 
And I had forgotten they were still looking for those damn boxes. <laughs> so much has happened. Seriously. Also, Giles, why are you sending teenagers off alone to spend the night in bus depots on the most in the most dangerous place on earth while you stay in the library? Whatever. He's, off. <laughs> He's way off. is still off. Well, Buffy's mind is all fucked up now, so well, that yeah. makes sense. Um, and, and hi, Cordy. I'm sure Cordelia wasn't waiting for Xander to come in at all. Nope. No, no, not at all. She's just by the door. Also, kind of a weird angle, again. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, it's a yeah. very, I'm sitting in the back kind of watching everybody yeah, it's, angle. it's sort of from, like, Giles' perspective, yeah. how he sees the library all the time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it shows. Anytime we have a different view than we normally do, it's a vulnerable state. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's showing it's putting us a little off on our back foot, just a mm-hmm. tad. Yeah, and uh, and, uh, and Cordy does look super bummed. Like, she does, and she's yeah. also strategically placed so uh, Xander gets a full view of her legs when he yeah, comes she into the library. Sure is. She is yeah. well when it comes to dating. She's the Slayer. <laughs> yeah. I have those stems, man. <laughs> Good looking gal. <laughs> uh, Xander scans the library, seeing Jenny and Willow, but no Buffy. Willow tells him she never checked in. Giles says that the docks and the airport were also empty, and Xander finally asks if they were if they already put the judge together. Giles thinks that they definitely did. And wow, you guys, where were you last night? Yeah, well, they were all... The judgment is no longer clouded, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> because Angel was poof. Mm-hmm. Uh, Xander wants to go to the factory and see if Buffy is there. Cordelia, the voice of reason, questions what he's planning to do there, because uh, besides the obvious uh, be afraid and die options... <laughs> <laughs> and my 40-year-old self is so much in agreement with don't go to the factory and be yeah. afraid to die. So I will, I will reveal my bias right there. Um, <laughs> Xander insults Cordy, of course, but Giles says that she has a point. Giles explains that... Uh... Oh, yeah. Thank you. Giles explains that something that could take out Buffy and Angel is way too much for them. Xander insults Giles now, accusing him of not having feelings, and Jenny is clearly pissed about that one because she knows how Giles feels about Buffy. Then Willow jumps in, saying that Xander is right and how she's really wanting to call them mean words and insisting that they're going to the factory. It's not. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's see if we can break this down. Okay. Uh, say, on the character level, these are teenagers versus adults, uh, I think. <laughs> yeah, but these are two teenagers who are fairly autonomous from the adults in their lives. Definitely. And and they're teenagers. And, and honestly, they don't really have a grasp on reality or their own mortality so much at this point because teenagers. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, on the metaphor level, the spirit and heart who can never be counted on to make logical decisions. <laughs> I mean, seriously, when they're together and not listening to either the mind or minus the hand, they lack all the judgment. Uh, oh, yeah. Aren't thinking rationally about this at all and are absolutely not hearing that they're going to face certain death if they go after Buffy when the judge is right there. And Giles, as the mind, is being logical and checked out emotionally like Buffy is right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much so that he's completely offended the heart and spirit and sent them sp- Spinning off on their own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Well, and, and Buffy is in a fractured state. Absolutely. You know, she had sex with someone she loves, so she knows she should be happy, and yet she isn't, and there still is this big bad, and there still is the danger, and she doesn't know what's going on. And so she probably herself wants to both run off to the factory and go check in and then find go find Angel and see if everything's okay. And she knows it's a bad idea because... The uh-huh. judge is right there. Yeah. Yeah. And she almost got killed the last time. Yeah. <laughs> there pretty much is no good idea. Yeah. 
so that she could so possibly come so up that's with. an interesting like in this episode is especially will give us snapshots of buffy through the whole mm-hmm. thing yeah because um, to actually live in buffy's head in this episode would be agony yeah so they you give us so her little her moving parts are going to give us snapshots of how buffy is feeling at a particular time and mm-hmm. it's really interesting the way that they do it oh I yeah really dig it um and luckily for them buffy herself comes into the library just then <laughs> uh otherwise there would be little pieces of xander and willow in drusilla's flower garden <laughs> <laughs> xander says they were just about to go rescue her and willow gets all passive aggressive about some of us were and yes willow running off to die was clearly the more logical choice <laughs> giles though gets all insecure and stammery about how he would have gone jenny asks where angel is because she's trying to keep an eye on him for fuck's sake <laughs> poor jenny is having a lot not having a lot of luck with this no and uh, buffy has no idea Cordelia asks what happened, and Giles asks about the judge. Buffy says there's no assembly required, and Cordy probably gets dizzy from the PTSD generated by the time she almost had her head cut off. (laughs) (laughs) Also, she's wearing a yellow sweater at that time, so uh, nice little callback there. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. She looks like Cordy from that episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, Giles is upset, and Buffy says that the judge nearly killed them. Willow, Zender, did you hear that? At all? Yeah, just a little bit. Although, you know, also, on a costuming note, the Scoobies are back to normal. Right, they're muted colors again. Yeah, muted yeah. colors, complimentary, even though they're all fighting with each other, they're fighting in a Scooby way. Mm-hmm. Um, Buffy's wearing the Buffy blue under brown, which is, yeah, it's, it's pretty normal-ish Buffy, mm-hmm. but definitely with the Joyce vibe, the self-mom vibe. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Giles wonders why they didn't call, and and since Buffy can't really tell them what they were doing, she says they were hiding, and she's almost better at lying, but then they don't say anything, and she tries to fill the silence with, (laughs) uh, we got stuck in the sewer tunnels, and with the hiding, we just split up, and it's better. It's it's not asbestos. Uh, (laughs) But it definitely has the same cadence as, and they fought the cats, and then they left. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. Uh, Buffy is increasingly worried that nobody has heard from Angel at all. Willow is naturally upbeat in the face of disaster, and Giles reminds her that they really need to stop the judge and asks what she found out. Buffy says she kicked him uh, and felt something like a sudden fever and worries about uh, what would have happened if he had been able to touch her. Giles says, though, that as soon as the judge is fully charged, they all they will all be in, a, in big trouble because he won't be limited by the physical contact thing. Buffy says that the judge wasn't pretty either, and I'm sure he really is worried about that. And Buffy, <laughs> Buffy, he's all blue. She's just trying to get her quips back. She's trying to <laughs> she's try, her quips. She's trying, trying to, to start get the cheese back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The cheese wants to come back, and she's mm-hmm. just yeah. yeah. She's so the Slayer quips are just trying to start up and just the motor that won't get going. <laughs> she's trying really hard. God bless her. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's not a bad. It's day. not going to get better either. Yeah. Giles sends them all off to class while he tries to figure out a weak spot. Jenny says that she's going to see if the internet has any answers. Xander says he'll come back after class and help, and Gordelia gives him shit. And of course, he acts completely offended and put upon him as if he wasn't <laughs> yeah. the one who started Although it. Although he does kind of take it too. He, he does. does he does take like, it. I deserved. And, <laughs> and later that. on, we'll find that he did absorb that, and and he realizes he was being over yeah. the line. Because so, if he yeah. has a space in between when he does something and someone does something back, he can actually say, oh, I deserve right. that. If they respond a little too quickly, mm-hmm. uh, then he just feels dejected. That's a really so, good point. Yeah, I actually think Cordy's starting to pick up on that. Because she's a smart gal. She is. So I think <laughs> she's starting to communicate with him in a relationship type way. Relationship type way. Yeah. She also has kind of the time delay. 
Right? She does. So well, like, well, because if Cordy doesn't do the time delay, she says the first thing that pops into her head. That's true. So she's how to, she hurts Xander's feelings in the last yeah, she episode. She needs to self-censor just a tad. <laughs> she's got a minute. Yes. I can relate. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think she's processed the fact that maybe he really did want to be her date. Right. I think so uh, too. And she probably episode. hurt his feelings. Yeah. And she yeah. was probably even a little worried about him. And, and for Cordy, worrying mm-hmm. is how she realizes that she cares. Absolutely. So. Yeah. I, I think they actually made some progress right here, mm-hmm. which is very cute. Yeah, and we'll see they that make later. A lot that of they, progress. Yeah. We'll see it later yeah. that they actually do. Uh, in the hall, right by the sign that's, that reads, Know Your Limits, <laughs> <laughs> Willow asks Buffy if she thinks Angel would have gone after the judge himself. Buffy doesn't think so. She thinks he needed something, but doesn't tell us what. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, they leave, and we see Jenny staring after them. Drew and her pretty red dress are having a rest. Uh, Spike <laughs> asks if she's feeling better, and she says she's naming all the stars. She's also wearing a velvet skirt now. She is indeed. I'm just going to mention this shit. I <laughs> finally can. No, do. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, that's, that's why we bought all this equipment. <laughs> and have it's our own podcast. Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you, anyone who's listening, for joining us. <laughs> absolutely. You make this a little more possible. We would be doing this with, with, with no listeners. We would That's be doing this true. via yeah. text. So all like, what, 20 of you? Uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Hell yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Actually, I think we have more than that. I think there's a good number of you We out there. love you all. Yes, you we really are do. our kind of crazy. Yes. So please, thank you for commenting and reviewing and Absolutely. all that And stuff. sending yeah. us all your nice emails and everything. Yes. We love you. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, Spike points out that they're inside and it's daytime. And I don't know why he'd doubt that she can see the stars. I mean, Drew's crazy and also knows a shit ton of stuff she has no business knowing. Uh, Drew says she's named all the stars the same name and there's terrible confusion. Yeah, that's why we're going to be calling him Angelus instead of Angel when he's evil. <laughs> it cuts down on the confusion part. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks, Drew, for worrying about us. <laughs> uh, Spike presses, asking if she's seen further and if she knows what happens to Angel. And there's the man himself, Angelus, uh, not Angel. And uh, we can definitely tell that this is Angelus because Snart, uh, dramatic reading. Hey, let me pull it up. Well, he moves to New York and tries to fulfill that Broadway dream. It's tough sledding, but one day he's working in the chorus when the big star twists her ankle. <laughs> and then he turns into the evil vampire version of Todd, Tom Joad from the Grapes of Wrath. <laughs> as long as there's injustice in the world, as long as scum like you is walking, well, rolling the streets, I'll be around. Look over your shoulder. I'll be there. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Very Dark Avenger, <laughs> and or as I, I am now calling him, the Velvet Avenger. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and I think this is more than Angel has ever said, even if you added up all of his lines from the, from the two seasons they've been through so far. Yeah, I think so. Unless he's, uh, unless he's waxing poetic about some great evil that's <laughs> right. coming, which he really does. He, he yeah. reads. You can tell he reads Absolutely. because he talks like a novel. Yes, he does. <laughs> but Angelus is a talker, let me he just is. say. Man, he's a talker. He does little jigs. He does. Yeah. He's, a he's a jaunty a, fellow. Yeah, he's a lot more Irish. He's a lot more Liam. Oh, I, I yes. would think so because Liam was, you know, the womanizing, you know, uh-huh. well, irresponsible yeah. and, dude. And trust me, I know Irish people. They talk. And <laughs> I go on. <laughs> Love you guys, but whoa. <laughs> that's excellent because they've got the accents and that's really cool. Yeah, it's yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's fantastic. And they have such entertaining ways of speaking. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. At least to, to my American ear. 
Yeah, well, all we've got is Utah drawl, so yeah, we don't true, have yeah. a cool accent in, in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> so I'm envious of the cool accents. Uh, Spike hasn't caught on yet, but Drusilla sure has. Take a look at her in this scene. Mm-hmm. Spike tells Angelus to look over his shoulder, and the judge is there, putting his hand on his chest. Spike gloats that it must hurt, but again, Drew is just watching curiously. <laughs> Angelus says it itches a tad. The judge declares that this one cannot be burned. He is clean. Yep! That's how different Angelus is from Angel. Even Spike and Drew have some humanity in them, and not so with Angelus. No, but he does have human weakness. <laughs> yeah, he sure does. He has some hubris. <laughs> we'll talk about his hubris oh, in a yes. bit. All right. <laughs> I love discussions of hubris. <laughs> yeah, he has a big one. <laughs> how big is it? <laughs> big enough to keep faith satisfied. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> That's big. <laughs> You go, Faith. (laughs) Our sex hero. (laughs) Drew is delighted, and Angelus declares that he's back, and he does look significantly significantly more dead than Angel, doesn't he? Yeah. He looks very, very dead. He's got the shading on his cheeks and everything. Very dead guy. Yeah, they made his lips pale. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, The three of them enjoy their undead reunion. Spike is especially happy that there won't be any more I've got a soul crap, and oh, Spike... There will be so much more of that. I can't even tell you. It's contagious. Yeah, it is. It is. Angelus lights a cigarette, and that combined with the black leather pants of evil should create a vortex of television badness, but somehow it doesn't. He thinks, uh, he says that he was going through a phase. (laughs) Spike thinks this is the best news ever. Drew says everything in her head is singing and that they're a family again. She does the growly thing at him, and he growls back finally, and that's got to be really fun for her. Uh, they'll <laughs> not feed. Not so much for Spike. No, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> they'll feed, and they'll play, and it will be just be the best thing ever. Spike says it made him sick to see the mighty Angelus reduced to the Slayer's lapdog, and Spike, you should probably jot that down so you can reference it later. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he'll be taking notes, don't worry. <laughs> uh, Angelus makes like he's going to tear Spike's face off, but gives him the soon-to-be-rather-prevalent-on-this-show same-sex production coating forehead kiss instead, and snarred, <laughs> you happily drive a forklift loaded with cargo onto your ship. <laughs> I sure do. At the Sunnydale docks. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Drew asks how this transformation came about, and Angelus says, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. <laughs> True. Very true. <laughs> oh, Spike's just excited that it's four baddies against one little slayer now, and that should make things a lot easier, right? And jealous? Well, no. He doesn't <laughs> seem excited. Even when Drusilla tells him they're going to destroy the world, see, okay. <laughs> Here's Angelus's defining characteristic, which is repeatedly his downfall. It's his obsession with women. This hubris of his is the reason he got turned, why he got his soul crammed down back down his throat, why Buffy will have enough time to beat him, and why Faith will have enough time to beat him. And here's mm. his line. Yeah, destroying the world, great. I'm really more interested in the Slayer. That will not change no, ever. Really <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's a very good point. Yeah. Yes. And that's why his humor is big enough to satisfy Faith. <laughs> because <laughs> she has enough time to stuff his ass back in this box. Yes. Well, we, we have the opposite in Angel, where women are kind of like just throwing themselves at him. And he's like, ha, ah. <laughs> no, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Cordy, where he's like, help. 
Help. Help. She's clinging at me. Yeah. <laughs> Call me salty yeah. goodness. Help me. <laughs> then as we get into Angel, there's a lot more of that in LA. Mm-hmm. Yes. And some men too. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a good looking just, guy. Yeah. Just people throwing themselves at his feet. He's like, um, yeah. People love the brooding. That's true. I'm going to work they on do. it. Yeah. <laughs> really hone your brooding skills. I'm going to really hone my brooding skills. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Spike has a very valid point here uh, that since the Slayer is in the world, <laughs> destroying it will probably pretty much take care of the whole problem. And Angelus uh, asks them for a night to do his own thing before they get going with their plan. He guarantees that by the time they're ready, Buffy won't be a threat anymore. See, vampires, not so much the learning, because no. he's been watching Buffy through Angel and still hasn't managed to realize that Buffy is tough as fucking nails. <laughs> oh, also, a little costuming note here. He has turned that Clotta ring around. Right. It is now in the single position. <laughs> Which will be important She's, in a second yes. because, well. <laughs> also, further proof that this is a family heirloom Clotta ring. Because it's prizes. It is so important. It's important to Angelus. Yes. <laughs> Which lines up with him being closer to Liam. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because, yeah, these things were important to people. Yes. I'll find I'll find some links to give to you guys. But in it's the Snard because, Blog. Yes, in the Snard Blog. Coming soon to a, yes. a, a website near you. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and, and we are Irish, so I know quite a bit about this because I've researched our history. Um, yeah, we're not full Irish. We're pretty Irish. We're kind of English, too. I mean, No, not, not as much as we thought. But tuck it. Means that one of our ancestors played a trumpety thing for the it's king. But the Smiths, <laughs> Smiths are actually Irish. It's boring. Okay. Irish is not boring. I know. No, Irish is fantastic. Well, being Whitey McMiter said, "I look like a poster child for the Aryan nation." For God's sake, it's embarrassing. You can tan. I can't tan. <laughs> Shut up. It's true. <laughs> I just have to layer the freckles and look like a model freak if I want to look like I have a tan. All right, it's so, true. Yeah. So shut your mouth. <laughs> I'm going to get one of those ancestry DNA tests and hope that I've got something interesting in my background or this whitey stuff. Spike comments on Angelus' single-mindedness and Angelus says that Buffy made him feel like a human being. That's not the kind of thing you just forgive. In the library, Willow is trying to reassure Buffy over the phone, saying that Angel probably has a super terrific plan to protect Buffy. Yeah, that's it. And there's no way he's dead either. <laughs> yeah, well, there's that's neither one of them that's going on there. <laughs> yeah. Xander tells Willow to say hi from him. And Willow <laughs> says that they'll be there and ends the call. She can't believe Xander wanted her to say hi from him. But Willow, it's Xander. And the Why mind would... is watching from the back. <laughs> it sure right in is. between them. Watching and out of the action still. Yeah, but it's a great little scene where it he's is. like looking up and listening. All three of them are right there in mm-hmm. the scene. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, this should not be a surprise to her at all. <laughs> uh, she gives an update on how Buffy's checked every place she can think of, even beating up Willie the Snitch. So I'm thinking that was more for fun, especially considering that she did it a couple of times and hasn't turned up Angel at all. Uh, and let's make a note that beating uh, the crap out of humans, even when they haven't done anything wrong, is okay when Buffy does it. But no other slayers are allowed to. We've got that, right? Uh-huh. That Buffy yep. can do anything she wants, especially if it's for Angel. Yep. Yes. Okay. Yep. yep. <laughs> it's part of the problem. Yes. It's a huge problem. Yes. Just like Angel can do all the stuff to screw over his friend's plans that he wants to do. Or sorry, Angelus right. can do all that he wants to screw up his friend's plans as long as it's for Buffy. Right. Yes. yes the mirror is the mirror's in effect yeah. <laughs> yes because you know if he was like well you know that willow chick i'm gonna go fuck with her head they'd be like 
Why? Yeah, just kill just these people. The judge is right there. Yeah, just kill Buffy for yeah. fuck's sake. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, everyone is kind of starting to think that something really did happen to Angel. Uh, Xander, finding nothing in the book he was consulting, goes to look for another, and he finds Cordy. And Cordy, such a helper. Cordy. So cute. Yeah. Uh, the only part Cordelia has found in her book is what they already know. It took an army to get the judge, no weapon forged, yada, yada. Um, Xander apologizes for snapping at her, and I almost fall out of my chair. <laughs> She's a little, I mean, especially, okay, the, the Scoobies don't apologize to each other. Like, Buffy was a raging bitch when she was bad and never apologized. It's very this true. is a big deal for Xander to actually apologize to Cordy. Uh, she's, she admits that she's a little jealous that he would run off to die for Buffy, but wouldn't die for her, which means she's having a lot more than I enjoy making out with you feelings for him. This will be common in several of his relationships. Absolutely. (laughs) He teases her, but it's just teasing this time. And she teases him back. And it's really cute. It is. It's so cute. (laughs) They kiss. And when they pull back, Willow is watching them. She runs off and Xander runs after her, leaving Cordy with an ah shit brow furrow. She really does feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. She's so cute. Yeah, she is. Maybe she didn't want to go as a date because she knew about Willow. Oh, interesting. That just occurred to me. That's interesting. Yeah. Maybe. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, that would make sense. Absolutely. Being, you know, Buffy's mm. shadow self. Mm-hmm. You know, that there's that. Be. Yeah, where Buffy probably and she's and she's a merging under. shadow self. I mean, the, the old yeah. shadow would be like, screw you, Willow, whatever. But she's merging, and she has merged quite a bit, as as we saw at the end of you know, the last season. Uh, and she's continuing her merge in a big way. So yeah, she's starting to get kind of Buffy feelings about yeah, everything, well, and, and, you know. and she's being absorbed into the Scoobies and doesn't want to disrupt that by yeah. hurting Willow. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. That's very good. So Willow runs into the hall, and when Xander catches up with her, she yells at him, telling him that she knew something was going on, sort of. And I think we can be pretty sure from how she's been studying them that she really did know something was different. Uh, She reminds him that he's still treasurer of the We Hate Cordelia Club. (laughs) (laughs) Although I think that's a little too strong. I think Xander's had a thing for Cordelia, maybe since before Buffy. I would not doubt it. Yeah. I mean... Have you seen Cordelia? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, and, and that kind of antagonism doesn't just come from right. nowhere. It, it, yeah, it, it's not indifference that makes you like, lash out at somebody and try to cut her down. Yeah, definitely. No. And maybe that was his attraction to Buffy in the first place. It definitely oh, could look, be. this one's just like the other one. <laughs> Only maybe she's accessible. <laughs> it turns out that no. <laughs> no. <laughs> and uh, Xander says he was going to tell Willow, but that it's just kissing and doesn't mean anything. And sure... I mean, it doesn't have to. You can totally make out with whoever you want, no biggie. Oh, but yeah. but it seems to mean something to him with actually apologizing to Cordy and all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Willow says that it means he'd rather be with someone he hates than be with her. She runs off, and now, as Buffy's heart and spirit are in complete turmoil and at war with each other, and her spirit feels completely betrayed by her heart, we see the Slayer herself approaching her house. <laughs> <laughs> So the show is telling us that that's what this means. Just just have a look at, we're going to see Buffy. She looks all placid and stuff, but this Mm -hmm. is what's really going on with her right now. Good point. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's hard to emote what's going on inside of Buffy. Well, and Buffy just doesn't, give up a lot of information about what's going on with her. We've, we've seen that since the very first episode, which yeah, didn't talk about true. her dead watcher, you know. <laughs> yeah. Buffy yeah. bottles and bottles and bottles. So when it's a situation like this, where there is so much turmoil going on inside of her, she's not going to tell us about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to use her, her parts to tell us what's going on inside Buffy's head. Um, 
but she doesn't go into her house. Uh, instead, she goes to Angel's place. At first, it seems like no one is there, except there's a shirt laid out on the bed, and the bed is made, uh, maintaining it as danger red again. Uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> guessing Buffy didn't make the bed. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> maybe no. Angelus is a bit of a neat freak. <laughs> I bet he is. I bet he is, too. Maybe he's a Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> Evil is neat. Yes, evil <laughs> yes. is neat. It, I find so too. Yes, well, and also vampires canonically are, you know. Yeah, they have to count the salt. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, behind her, we see shirtless Angelus, much to Snard's delight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm asexual, but hi. Well, you can still look. I, yeah, I do. I don't want him to touch me, but I'll look. <laughs> I feel the same way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Buffy sees him too and uh, and gives him a big relieved hug. And Buffy, do you not see the black leather pants of evil? No. That's all he's wearing. No, but he is playing her. He's even gone so far as to turn his ring back around. It's, that is a nice just touch. Just this scene. That's a great touch. Right? By the costuming so people brilliant. and by Boreanaz. Whoever thought of that. Yeah. So good. And it's only for this scene, and the next scene it'll be turned back around, and it will stay that way. It's awesome. Yeah. That is an awesome touch. Uh, she's very happy to see him, and he's all, yeah, you too, really super good. Yeah. Yay. And she asks where he's been. He says, mm, been around. Uh, then it's very clear that leaving wasn't a big deal to him, and Buffy's finally realizing that something is wrong with her boyfriend. Uh, he says, yeah, like, I really wanted to stick around after that. Oh, dear. He says that she has a lot to learn about men, and says that... That uh, it was pretty obvious the night before. He says that they shouldn't talk about it at all. In fact, uh, Buffy asks if it was her and if she wasn't good. And shit, I hate to agree, agree with Angelus on anything, but this kind of means she doesn't really know about men. And because I've had a lot of guy friends over the years who have chatted with me about relationships and sex and all. And I've definitely noticed that for guys, something has to go seriously wrong for them not to enjoy sex. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, they might not think it was the most wonderful glowing experience, but it's still going to be pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's very few times they're not going to go back for seconds given the chance. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's what I've found. That's what I've noticed too when they've yeah. been talking about it. Um, so what's going on here uh, happens to people all the time, of course, going to bed with one person and waking up with another and uh yeah. the show and the actors do a great job with this dynamic it's a lovely turn of this uh so he laughs at her saying that she was great really so good he thought she was a pro wow ow nice work and jealous not many nice. people could manage to tell someone she's a whore and also bad at sex very very efficient we can definitely yeah. see who taught drusilla her technique and we can in turn credit darla for teaching and jealous oh yeah yeah it is surgical Surgical, yeah, just like just like Drusilla was with Angel, mm-hmm. and just like as we'll find out, Darla can be with everyone. Yeah. And also, can we just say, holy shit, David Boreanaz, awesome! Like I know from he that can first act. second we saw Angelus, he yes. was a different person. He is different. This is different than somebody who's able to act as one kind of person mm-hmm. and one kind of character forever. Absolutely. And we know now, looking back, that Angel. You know, the series took him mm-hmm. in different places and then in Bones and everything else he's done. And David Boreanaz is a serious actor who can really pull shit out. Right. But this guy had no experience. Right. Like nothing. Before before he was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, he was on two episodes of Married with Children. <laughs> that Which was is a totally it. funny show, by the way. Yeah, it is. And it was hilarious. <laughs> but he didn't really have to do anything but play the, the stupid pretty boy. Right. You know. <laughs> um, 
and memorize a couple lines. So to see this kind of turn, yeah, to see him take on it's this brilliant. evil character, it is so amazing. And yeah. then to be the evil character pretending to be right, nice and good, and then turning things around and having this kind of switchback, yeah. Oh, it's it's is, fantastic. Yeah, and I I love it when a character shows up fully realized. It happened with Spike. It happened with Drew. It'll happen mm-hmm. with Faith, and oh, it happens yeah. with Angelus. These people show up, and you know exactly who they are (laughs) immediately. Two seconds, and you're like, oh, shit, I have an idea who this person is. Yeah, definitely. It's fantastic. For people like Tony Head, who are handed a more complex character, you have to get a feel for them over time. Right. You learn to recognize the Ripper and the Giles and the the conflict between them that's constantly happening. Absolutely. I mean, if if the whole point of Giles was that he showed up fully realized, Anthony Stewart Head would have pulled that off. Boom. No oh, problem. yeah. Not yeah. a problem. He would have slept his way through the role, yeah. Yeah, but, but Giles is more of a slow burn, so mm-hmm. that's what we get. Yeah, and every episode I watch, I see more of that. Absolutely. Back and forth between <laughs> Giles and Ripper, just constant fluctuating. It's almost like the Flash in the comic books, he vibrates. Yeah. And it's almost like the way Tony Head plays He phases Giles. in and out Yeah, kind of he's thing. constantly vibrating between the two characters. Yeah. It's really fascinating. Yeah, it's really fun. It's really yeah. fun to take a close watch of these things. Yeah, it really is. So, um... Buffy is, as one would expect, horrified because she just lost her virginity to this dude. And we all know that it was a really big deal for her. Yes, and everyone who's been through this, let's just all have a moment. Yes. A moment for Buffy. A moment of silence for Buffy. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> he insults her some more and goes to leave. She tells him she loves him, probably hoping it will break whatever spell has turned her loving boyfriend into a douchebag. And he does the love you too, Akalia, and leaves. <laughs> Oh, it's so, oh, oh man. It's so good. <sighs> it's, it's so good and so bad. It it's just so good. hurts. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and Buffy, unfortunately, does not set his room on fire <laughs> as she should. she should. She should be like, fuck you, artwork. Well, this is <laughs> a long time before Lemonade came out. So. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> and, you know, Buffy's a, a nice person yeah, she and is. has not done full Slayer like she went later seasons. Mm-hmm. Late, okay, if this has happened to later season Buffy, she would have blown up his apartment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she would have arsoned the shit out of that. <laughs> uh, Uncle Enos is lecturing Jenny on vengeance. She's just trying to get information and really doesn't want to hear the lecture so much. Uh, this is actually kind of interesting, though. He says that to the Calderash... Uh, vengeance is a living thing. It passes through generations. It commands. It kills. Jenny, who has probably been hearing this speech since she was in kindergarten, uh, says that he told her to watch Angel and keep him away from Buffy. And she tried, but there's other stuff going on she isn't in control of. Uncle Enyo says, we control nothing. We are not wizards, Yana. We merely play a part. our part. Uh, Jenny tries to convince him that Angel's a good dude and can help them stop the judge. Uncle Enyo says, uh, says that it's too late for that, and Jenny's all, oh, shit. He says Angel is meant to suffer, not to live as human. One moment of true happiness, of contentment, one moment where the soul that we restored no longer plagues his thoughts and that that soul is taken from him. Jenny realizes that that means Angelus is back in the game. Uncle Enyos says, I hope to stop it, but I realize now it was arranged to be so. Jenny protests that uh, Buffy loves Angel, but Uncle Enyos says, and now she'll have to kill him. And I I can see why he thinks this is all arranged as part of the big vengeance plan. Uh, It makes sense. Uh, and of, because of course Angel would lose his soul again because he was in love with someone who could kill him. Uh, he's in pain and until he isn't anymore and then he dies. Totally makes sense to me. Uh-huh. Well, and also the, his thesis about contentment mm-hmm. backs up my idea that it's the perfect day. Right. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yeah, which, of course, for Angel also includes killing and fighting and mayhem because, well... He's not that unlike. Well, Buffy. he's a warrior. I mean, yeah, I mean, he is. Yeah, he's, <laughs> that's what warrors do. Like, yeah, so so a, a good fight, a good brawl, and a good wench. You know, that's all you really need. Right. Um, and you miss their loving, and that just appeals to Angel's yeah, whole nature. Pretty much, yeah. If you just had like some really well aged scotch, like we're drinking in that, mix, <laughs> it's it's like you're never getting that soul back. Or a, a, a whiskey for <laughs> yes. Irish. Oh, that's true. Yes, yep. some some good old and uh, Irish whiskey is fucking bomb. We need to get really some of that is. shit. Actually, actually, we yeah. should get some of that next time because in honor of Angelus coming we back. Yeah. Yes, we will do that next time. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I think it backs it up because living like a man, being accepted into the Scoobies, mm-hmm. having all that whole arc throughout the day and having someone that he can save and that saves him back mm-hmm. would make him forget about the soul that torments him. Absolutely. Feeling he like a forget. human. Yeah. Just like Buffy always wants to be like a real girl, but every time she does, everything goes wrong. Yeah. <laughs> every time she just manages to be like a real girl, everything goes... Yeah, it sure does, yeah, doesn't so it? Yeah, so it's very similar. <laughs> kind of reminds me of, um, oh shit, is it in the gift when Spike tells Buffy she treats him like a man? Is it the gift? It's around there. Yeah. yeah I know I'm a monster, but you treat me like a man or whatever that line is. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like that. It's sort of like that's what vampires want monsters want when they start mm-hmm. to get a conscience sort of they want to be treated yeah. like humans and then they go and get a soul and yeah, that. eventually he'll yeah. wander <laughs> off and the soul business will be in yeah. full effect well, got there first. <laughs> yeah. and that'll be very important later <laughs> angel soul hipster <laughs> i'm the hipster of souls i had one first i had a soul before it was cool I can't. <laughs> Just picturing him in like tight jeans. I know, right? <laughs> I had a soul before. It's cool. <laughs> Just a hip poser with your soul. Poser soul. Well, Spike totally is the kind of poser, right? Like he copies look for Billy Absolutely. Idol. Like he can't just go find his own thing. He's right. got to take everything. Well, he does the costume thing where he tries to switch yeah. stuff up. To- <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jenny says there's a good chance that Angelus will kill Buffy first and that people are going to die. And it's true. Both of these people are going to die. Uncle Enyo says her that they serve vengeance, not justice. Jenny, though, doesn't serve vengeance anymore. She tells him he's a fool, that they're all fools, including herself, and leaves. At school, Xander finds Willow walking sadly down the hall. She adopts the super defensive arm-crossing posture. <laughs> uh, she says that, uh, that she went home. And he says he's glad she came back because they can't do this without her. And yeah, Buffy's spirit needs a drink. Yeah. <laughs> Willow, yeah. Willow tells him, him that just so they're clear, she doesn't understand or want to understand. He has gross emotional problems and things between them are not okay. But she'll help because it's important. She asks uh, where they are with the judge and they, they're pretty much exactly where they were when she left. Uh, they recap and uh, she says, where's an army when you need one? And then... Xander has a thought that turns oh, into a plan. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite plans, actually. <laughs> and then the 
lights go out. But not to worry. There's Angel. He's in shadow and talking kind of funny, but it's definitely him. (laughs) Nothing to be concerned about. All is well. (laughs) (laughs) What's up with the lights? (laughs) I love that. He calls to both of them by name, and I'm marking that down in my little book uh, that keeps track of names giving you power over the named. One would think, uh, hey guys, would have sufficed. Uh, Willow is relieved to see him because she hasn't really seen him yet and asks if he saw Buffy. Angelus innocently wonders what's up with the lights. And that name thing definitely gave him some kind of power over them because Xander starts to tell him the big idea he just came up with. Angelus, because he's really smart, but also really fucking stupid, (laughs) misses his chance to get the most important information ever by telling Xander not to worry about that right now and sends him into the library to get the others so he can show them something. Such is the state of Buffy's heart right now, plus having his name used, that Xander totally obeys a guy he despises on even the best day. He doesn't even snark or give him shit at all. They've worked together quite a few times at this point, but I don't recall Xander being so obedient. No, yeah. Uh, Angelus, uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Angelus tells Willow to come on, uh, over by him. You know, just right by him. Okay. She walks toward him, and Xander and the Slayer half of Buffy's heart stop before going into the library. Oh, wait a goddamn minute! What the fuck am I doing? I hate this fucking guy. <laughs> Willow is getting closer, but Jenny steps in telling her to get away from the totally big, scary, vamped-out vampire. Jenny's got a cross and tells Willow to get her ass over there, basically. But Buffy's spirit doesn't really know which end is up right now, so she turns her back to the big, scary vampire and asks Jenny what uh, what she's talking about. Angelus grabs Willow around the throat and taunts them, as you'd expect him to. Xander runs in, and Angelus mocks him with gusto. Jenny says that he's not Angel anymore, and Angelus says he's Angel at last. And Xander realizes what happened, and probably, for the very first time, really misses Angel. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Buffy's heart is strong, though, and that's what she needs. Angelus says he has a message for Buffy, and from behind him, she says that he can give it to her in person. He says that the message was more of a, I'm going to leave all of your friends all super dead for you variety. Uh, Much like her spirit, who couldn't quite grasp this is an angel anymore, Buffy tries the there must be some good inside of you approach, which was worth a try, but the soul has left the building as the judge showed us what's left. Uh, Angela says, dream on schoolgirl," And I can see why he and Darla were such a fabulous and frightening match for so long. Oh, yeah. Uh, He mocks her just like Darla did. Which does, is cool. Yeah. Well, and the dialogue is, you know, when Buffy's talking to him, very similar to when Darla's talking Absolutely. to him. Absolutely. His demons all Totally reminds me of Darla there. every time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there will be more of that to come in just a second. <laughs> uh, he tells her that Angel is that her angel is dead. Xander takes the cross from Jenny and starts to sneak up on Angelus. And yeah. Xander will do a lot of brave things during this series. And this is right up there oh, with the yeah. best of them. And he will always do the bravest thing for Willow. Absolutely. Even even especially when they've been fighting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Buffy tells him to leave Willow out of this whole thing and deal with the Slayer instead. Angela says that Willow's cute helplessness is really a turn on for him. And we know he's not kidding about that because of what he did to Drusilla. Xander quite beautifully sticks the cross in Angelus's face and grabs Willow as soon as he flinches away from it. Angelus grabs Buffy and tells her things are about to get very interesting. <laughs> they already have. You are very entertaining, sir. <laughs> I love Angel, but Angelus is just a kick in the pants, you know. know. <laughs> and when he shows up in Angel the series, oh, it's very exciting. It is, yeah, it's, it's very really exciting. exciting yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just what the show needed. It Absolutely, needed just that little shot of adrenaline. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the sign that they are so fucked. Oh, <laughs> they yeah. They are beyond fucked. 
So he kisses Buffy, and he's still in vamp face, and shoves her into the onto the floor, pushing his way through the doors with a flourish. And this is a reversal of Buffy kissing Game Face Angel in What's My Line. And it was absolutely supposed to remind us of that. And that reminds us, of course, of Darla. In Angel, the episode, Darla told Buffy that the saddest thing in the world is to love someone who used to love you. Darla had loved Angelus, and Angelus had loved her, as much as evil vampires are capable of it, at least. Uh, Darla still loved Angel, filthy soul and all, but he didn't love her anymore. She wanted Angelus back. Now we have the mirror. Buffy loved Angel, and Angel loved her. Buffy still loves Angelus without the soul, and he doesn't love her anymore, and she wants Angel back. Darla, as is her way, for the win. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's impressive to win from beyond the grave, I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she'll do that again. She is great. Yeah. <laughs> Darla, will see you later. We love Darla. <laughs> Buffy is still on the floor where Angelus pushed her. Xander asks if she's okay, and Buffy appears to be valiantly fighting off the heroic blue screen of death. <laughs> she will win this time, but not always. Uh, in the library, Giles wants to be sure that Angelus is really Angelus. So does Buffy's mind, I'm sure. Xander and Willow say they're really, really sure. <laughs> uh, Cordy wants to know what they're going to do, and Giles is thinking that panic sounds like a plausible option. Jenny tells him to keep it together in front of the kids, and that's a cute look at Jenny, the surrogate mom. Yeah. And we can see that she's absolutely picked her side against her birth family. Giles apologizes and says he just wasn't prepared for things to get this bad, this fast. Uh, Jenny says none of them were, and she really wasn't, even with the better idea of what's going on. Uh, before talking to her uncle, she was still hoping Angel could help him with the judge, after all. That's true. Yeah. Um, someone else who wasn't prepared is Buffy, staring uh, sadly at her clattering. Willow asks if she's okay, and she most certainly is not. Why do people keep asking if she's okay? I know, but Buffy is so not okay. <laughs> she's not she, okay. She is so not okay, she can't even manage to do the Buffy thing where she says she's fine. That's how yeah, bad that's things are. She can't even lie. She's just like, nah. No, not good at no. all. Um, <laughs> but, but at the point where the Slayer is curled up fetal in a chair... Things and are bad. Staring at things like she's gone. Yeah, like, just yeah, just just hand her a whiskey, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> and just yeah. let her sleep it off for a while. <laughs> just drink this whole thing and sleep uh -huh. for a couple hours, yeah. and then you'll be fine. Get her some chocolate. The Slayer healing will kind of wear off that hangover. You'll feel better. Uh -huh. <laughs> something. Yeah. Let her punch something. I don't anything. Yeah. Seriously. Where's yeah. that training dummy that she kicks a shadow? <laughs> Buffy blames herself for not knowing Angel was Angelus when he was being so douchey to her earlier. Giles wants to know what he said, but Buffy says it's private. Jenny asks if Buffy didn't know what really happened. And Willow, very smart, asks how Jenny knew um, that Angel was Angelus, since she just kind of showed up with a cross all of a sudden and told Willow to get the fuck away from Angelus ASAP. Jenny says she, she saw his face, and that seems to work for now. Giles is trying to figure out how Angelus happened and asks Buffy if she knows. Buffy says she doesn't, but it certainly looks like she'd never considered that an event caused Angel to change, and now she's realizing what it was. Uh-huh. Even though she's a little wrong. Right. But for all intents and purposes. She knows it was when they, she has a good idea, it was when they had sex. Yeah. Which is what everybody in the show is going with. Right. Forever right. and ever. And it ever. was, it was, uh, and I mean, that was the, the actual event that flipped it. That's yeah. true. Yeah, that's the light switch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, Giles presses and Buffy says she can't and runs out of the library. Giles continues to call after her, way too much watcher and not enough dad. And Willow realizes what happened and quietly tells him to shut up. Everyone is great in this scene, but this is some of Allison Hannigan's best acting so far. She didn't need to say a line for us to realize that she knows that Buffy lost her virginity and that was the end of the, the events that made Angel lose his soul. And we can see it in her face 
Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, and good for you, Willow. Yelling at them for not letting you and Xander run off to get eaten by Drusilla was not good. But protecting Buffy this way, in a way you actually can, is excellent. Yes. That's what the spirit is for. <laughs> the dynamics uh, here of spirit versus mind are really interesting. Uh, it reminds me of the scene in Nightmares where Buffy had been vamped and Willow, the spirit, was starting to panic and Giles, the mind, told her to shut up. Yeah. Um, and here it's the reverse. The cold, rational mind is getting out of control and the spirit puts a stop to it. Uh, Cordelia Greek choruses that this is great. There's an unkillable <laughs> demon in town. Angel's joined the, his team and the Slayer is a basket case. I say we've hit bottom. Xander says he has a plan and Cordy reevaluates, saying... <laughs> oh, <laughs> Real- here's a new place. Realizing that there is a lower place than bottom. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, Xander says that he doesn't know what to do about Angelus, but he has some ideas about the judge. He'll need Cordy, which displeases Willow, and a large vehicle. Willow volunteers Oz in his van, which displeases Xander. (laughs) And we saw in the Dark Age how when Buffy's mind was completely out of the action, her spirit tagged in and came up with a really brilliant plan. Here, her mind has retreated to a very cold, logical, and uninspired place, and her spirit is a bit broken and reeling, so her heart, which you'd think would be the most affected, is not a normal human heart and forms the plan. It's strong, and at least half Slayer, and it knows what to do. Uh, Cordy wants to know what the plan is, since she's part of it, but Xander says he can't risk her not wanting to do it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She has some defiance disorder, too, so probably a good play. Uh, They make plans to meet at Willow's house in half an hour, and Cordy used to wear something trashy or trashier. Well, he had to get that last shot in, but he didn't start it this time, so I'm okay with it. Plus... Uh, Cordelia <laughs> is wearing a beige shirt with a beige sweater tied around her neck and a plaid skirt. Uh, she looks like she's going to a Kennedy family reunion in Hyannisport. So waspy is she dressed right now. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. So he's just taking a dig that means nothing. Yeah, neither of them know what trashy means. We will find out later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's just, he's making it. He doesn't actually think she's slutty or trashy. He's, he's just, just taking a dig. A dig. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, like, you, you called me stupid, I call I you call trashy. I call you trashy. <laughs> <laughs> He's calling you stupid, yeah, you just I'm, say, thank you. I'm fine with it, because, you know, when he starts out, I get pissed at him. But when she starts and he retaliates, I really have no problem with it. Yeah, well, at this point, it's just foreplay for those guys. Yeah, they get, they get super hot from that. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, Giles wonders what they should do about Buffy, but Jenny and Willow both say they should let her be, because Jenny has also figured it out. Mm-hmm. Giles says he can imagine what she's going through, probably thinking of Igon, but Willow says she doesn't think he can. Probably not. (laughs) At the factory of evil, Drusilla's got (laughs) Miss Edith. Hi, Miss Edith. I hope you had some cakes. (laughs) She's got a... Gag. She's pulled down the yeah. She's pulled down the blindfold, and that's a gag. Yeah, so it's a gag. So I don't know if she's had any cakes. <laughs> Probably not so much cakes. No. Uh, Angelus is regaling them with the story of Buffy's humiliation. Spike isn't so happy that the Slayer is still very much alive and dangerous. <laughs> Drew, uh, you know, pulling down Missy's blindfold and covering her mouth with, of course, uh, uh, and perhaps showing us how Buffy has had the wool pulled from her own eyes. Yeah, a little bit. Also, yeah. uh. Edith is the name of Lot's wife who turned around and looked Interesting. and got turned into a pillar of salt. Interesting. Um, so of course, I, not named in the Bible because we yeah, don't name women in the Bible. Named in the Torah. Right. Uh, yeah. If you want the real Bible, read the Torah. Uh, <laughs> that first half, much yes. better in the Torah version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's huge, too. It's so big. It's a tome. Yeah, it is. Oh. It's a tome. And you get really cool things like uh, Adam's first wife, Lilith. And, Lilith. And uh, the Nephilim and all kinds of stuff that you find out about in Super natural as well i love lilith 
Yeah. <laughs> this is pretty I love dope. Lilith in all forms. Yeah. <laughs> I want, okay, Lilith, <laughs> if you are out there, we should totally get married. Yeah. Because you are badass as fuck. Please don't come to my house, though. Uh, <laughs> I take it. I don't give a shit. Yeah, no, I, I don't want it in my house. As long as you don't mind to live with my mom right now. No, yeah. <laughs> I don't think she'd care because she got kicked out of her daddy's place. So, right. You know, yeah. she, mom would like she'd her. Be, yeah. Mom would think she you was great. Along, but see, I got these plants that I want to keep alive, and Lilith is not good with plants. Oh, true. Yeah. I've got all those so, fish tanks. Like, I got, all right, maybe not. Well, we can, we yeah, can figure we'll it figure out. We'll figure it out. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure there's an amulet or something. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, so you can come shuck with the gruselug. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, but in the Torah, yeah, she is named and her name is Edith. So I don't know if that's why they chose the name Edith or if they just went ahead and went with a period name because it was also very popular around the time with when this show would have been alive. <laughs> with, with just this show, I'm guessing they knew what they were doing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they knew Especially what they were doing. Especially with the... Yeah, and she is frequently turned around. Her back Mm -hmm. is to, you know, and she seems to stand in for Buffy a fair amount of the time. And Especially uh, now. Yeah. When Drusilla pretty much addresses her directly. Yeah, definitely right now. And so, you know, that that whole idea of doing the wrong thing and turning into a pillar of salt uh, is a little, mm -hmm, why not? It's very interesting. It is, yes. And, uh, and... Drusilla doesn't think that Angelus wants to kill Buffy at all. She stabs Miss, Miss Edith in the eyes with her fingernails and observes with a little grin, you want to hurt her just like you hurt me. <laughs> More than anyone, Drusilla, once a victim of Angelus's torture, understands why he doesn't uh, want to kill Buffy. I'm sure she wished many times that he would just kill her too. Yeah, Angel- and she's still angry. Oh, she we is. We see that from her interactions with Angel. And she, and she turns it with Angelus. She turns it into this kind of sexy kind of thing with him. But it's yeah. the anger sex. It's like angry sex. <laughs> yeah, know? totally. It's like... Well, with Angelus, she gets to torture him and he likes it. Right. With Angel, she gets to torture him and actually get something out. Absolutely. Like she was, that was a better experience for her. Yeah. Um, Because she's able to take it out on somebody who could feel guilty. Yeah. But, but she's definitely yeah. enjoying Angelus as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Perhaps well, she'll start to manipulate him into certain things soon. Oh, perhaps, mm-hmm. yes. In the meantime, I mean, you get it, girl. Yeah. <laughs> You'd just be a crafty, crazy Ophelia. We'd love you. <laughs> and uh, Angelus agrees, of course, with her, saying, nobody knows me like you do, Drew. Uh, Spike, though, is not is still thinking that having a live slayer isn't such a good thing. Uh, Angelus gets angry, calling Spike my boy to remind him that he's older and supposedly wiser. And he points out that Spike has already tried to kill the slayer and couldn't, and now Spike is in a wheelchair. He says that Buffy is stronger than any Slayer Spike has has come up against, and the best plan is to go for her soft, squishy, emotional insides. He sums it up as, to kill this girl, you have to love her. And Spike is taking notes. Yes, he is. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, yes, okay, love go her. on. Okay, and, got it. And how else? <laughs> <laughs> A very sad Buffy has arrived at her house. In her room, she sees the cross that Angel gave her when they first met. She takes off her clatter ring and collapses, sobbing onto the bed. And, and yeah, I tear up a little. I'm not made of stone. Yeah, well, I mean, and why is it that whenever someone breaks up with you, it just happens to be around the same time that you have, like, taken out the whole album of photos that you have together? <laughs> like, it's everything like that just kind of lives under the bed, right? Except right. for when they're about to break up with you. And then for some reason, you go ahead and hang the necklace right on the front of your jewelry stand. Because you kind of know it's coming in a yeah, weird way. Yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. Well, she, well, she had the Slayer dream, so there was That's probably true. some yeah, kind so of subconscious thing. That's true, yeah, isn't it yeah. just funny how it's, that's just the way it goes? It, it is the way it goes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. She, uh, she dreams of their night together, of Angel telling her he loves her, and of Angelus biting the woman in the alley, which Buffy didn't see, so we know that this is also a Slayer dream. Uh-huh. In a cemetery, Angel, dressed all in black and in the sun for the first time, tells her, you have to know what to see. 
She turns and spots Jenny Calendar in the morning party, lifting her black veil. Buffy wakes, and her eyes go all slayer. So we talked about this before, but mm-hmm. this feels like Angel actually talking to yeah, her. Yeah, I think the powers that be absolutely let Angel say something to Buffy. Yeah. Yep, because that Slayer dreams are all from the powers that be. And for whoever, whatever thing, whether it was Angel consciously saying this to her or the powers would be grabbing a message from him and relaying it to Buffy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the powers at work. Yeah, because if it's a Slayer dream and she's reliving the sex scene and him saying, I love you, that's kind of like a reassurance. Like, no, you can trust this. Yes, you can trust this. This is your memory. This yeah. is how it happened. This is real. Mm-hmm. Then they show her a look at something she didn't see. And then yeah. they, they see, then she's at the grave and she knows that this is a real message from someone, mm-hmm. from him. Yeah. Right. That is interesting. And yeah. the, the sex scene is so Whedon. It is. Just got, it's just, it is. I, mean, I do like the way he does sensual scenes, the way he does the little fade in, fade out, and the lighting. Yeah, and, but it, it definitely yeah. has his... His, uh, his, his <laughs> fingerprints are all over. <laughs> Absolutely. Just, just like the grief with the Dutch angle spiraling right. in. Right. Um, yeah. Absolutely. That's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or the silent walking. Yes. When there's no sound and everyone's walking, looking somber, uh-huh. which he plays with in Firefly. When everyone thinks that Kaylee died. Oh, yeah. And then didn't. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I do love his style, but he's got a, he has yeah, a house I, style for things. And absolutely. You and, start to learn the Whedon language. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> At school, the Slayer storms into Jenny's class and slams her against the desk in front of Giles and a number of students asking, what do you know? <laughs> she just terminated her Wow. Right there. Woo. <laughs> yeah, one of the students asks if he, if he should get Snyder and Giles says he'll handle it. And yeah. Maybe actually handle it, Giles. Your Slayer is completely out of control right now. But mind is also kind of still gone. Oh, sure. Very much so. Uh, Buffy lets go of Jenny and asks if Jenny is the one responsible for Angel losing his soul. And I bet she's really hoping that's true, too. And watch her costuming right here. She is gray, black, and white. Oh, Jenny's? Yeah. 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 Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Buffy's in, in dark nice blue. Dark blue and black and yeah. she'll put on black in a minute. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. She's looking a little more powerful though. She got a little sparkles, she got a little she, ornamentation. And the, and the badass like, slayer thing. Yeah, is, she's yeah, got absolutely. that thing going on. But um but yeah, Jenny Calendar is in this she's sweater. Conflict- oh, she's yeah. really conflicted right now. She is, yeah. So she's got the gray, black, and white, and it's just, you know, mm-hmm. she's she's dealing. Little Fifty Shades going on in her mind. <laughs> Not that kind, but I'm going to play with that phrasing no matter what. <laughs> uh, Giles tells Buffy to calm down. And Giles, a little more with the trying to control your slayer would be appreciated here. Like maybe a tranquilizer dart. <laughs> I know you have one. <laughs> then Buffy asks if Jenny knew this was going to happen. Jenny interrupts Giles' protestations with, I didn't know exactly she tells Buffy at a horrified Giles that she was sent to Sunnydale to keep tabs on Buffy and Angel and try to keep them apart and when she, and that she didn't know it, that what would happen. She tells Giles she's sorry, but Angel was supposed to suffer for what he did to the Calderash. Buffy asks what she was supposed to be paying for, but Jenny points out that she didn't know anything about the disastrous consequences of them falling in love. She swears she would have told Buffy if she'd known, and I completely believe her. Yes. If she did anything concrete, she would have gone to Buffy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and... Perhaps should have after her uncle came to town. Oh, yeah. she. There are a few points she should have. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure she... I mean, because she was trying to save a relationship with Giles. Mm-hmm. And she didn't want to be like, hey, I'm a double agent. I, I can see... I thought she... I think she thought she could handle it. Yeah. But it, it is that, you know, that human weakness that, mm-hmm. you know, she didn't do quite the right thing. And as a consequence, she's going to die. 
Exactly. You know, which is a she, little extreme considering she didn't really meddle very well, much. That's, that's true. But she's also paying for all of because she is there as an agent. Of she's all of paying her for people. the Calderash. Her uncle pays and she pays. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, because they they deal in vengeance and sometimes this is a consequence of vengeance. Mm-hmm. Whether you meant for it to happen this way or not, the sad part, of course, is that she pays when she's trying to do something good. That's very. But true. that's also the Whedon verse for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talking about Whedon. Nice, great um, people yeah. die all the fucking time. Yeah. But we have to have that feeling that nobody's safe. Absolutely. And that's what makes these stories so powerful. Absolutely. Is that we really don't know who's in danger and who isn't. It's true. Yeah. E- even Buffy. Yeah. Especially Buffy. <laughs> yeah. She a couple of times. She dies more than anybody. Yeah. She, well, not as much as like uh, you know, Winchesters. Right. <laughs> Darla dies a lot. Yeah, Darla dies <laughs> yeah. a couple times. I think too. Darla is the reigning champion of dying in the Buffyverse. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. One. Okay. Original death. <laughs> uh, uh, so, a human to vampire, one death. Mm-hmm. Staking by Angel, two. Uh, human to vampire, second time. Yep. And then. Vampire dusting. Yep. That's four. Darla, the reigning champion of dying. <laughs> Good job, Darla. And dying like a badass. Yeah. You go, Darla. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she. I think if she had gone to Giles, we wouldn't have killed her. Right. Yeah. But somebody else would have had to die. It's very to true. To prove how serious business yeah. Angela is. It's yeah. very true. So she took one for the team. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just the way it goes. You have to behave correctly. Well, sometimes you do when you die anyway, Fred. True. <laughs> she gets to become a god king. I know. <laughs> Make her a face. Oh, Buffy realizes that she really was the one who made Angel lose his soul, and I'd point out that there were two of them in that bed, but since this isn't something that actually is Buffy's fault, she's going to blame herself for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jenny explains that the curse involved Angel achieving true happiness and how uh, that would make him lose his soul. Uh, Giles still doesn't understand how Buffy could have done that, but one look from her and he realizes Jenny tries to offer to help and Buffy tells her to curse him again. And nice work, actually, Buffy. Even with all the shit you've got going on, you come up with a solution. Mm-hmm. And a solution that will eventually save the day. Yeah. <laughs> and make things so much worse for you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, Jenny yeah. says she can't because her people lost that kind of hardcore magical mojo a long time ago. Jenny says there's no way but her need to fix things for Buffy, of course, will send Jenny down on the path to her own death. Buffy tells her to find someone who has that kind of mojo, and we see Uncle Enyos casually smoking a pipe. His door opens, and he thinks it's Jenny and Buffy, and but it's really, really, really not them at all. I'm pretty sure yeah. Uncle Enyos should have invested in a shotgun. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <'Cause>... so, <laughs> but how is Angel able to get in? Is that a hotel? Mm-hmm. Okay. It is. So that's how he's able to get in. Yeah. Because, yeah, that, that was the only thing that gave, ever gave me pause. Is, is his starting to speak to him an invitation, or is it... Uh, no, I, I think it's uh, Uncle Enos has not occupied the space long enough for okay. it to turn yeah, to be a, a resident. We know that the power the, the rules of invitation are the pretty The rules squishy. of vampire invitation. Yeah, well, yes. because, like, Cordelia says, as soon as I get my own my new place, you're totally invited in. Right. And then Abel can just stroll through the door. He's right. like, well, you said I was invited in. Yeah, so right. if, if Anyos hears the door and even expects that that's somebody he's expecting, you know, or or anticipates. I think it's because it's a hotel. But that is Probably. interesting. Yeah. And we'll yeah. be able to track a lot more of the rules of Vampire Invitation when we get the Angel of the Series. Because it really is interesting. It is. Yeah. yeah. It's a fascinating idea. The way, it, the way it works with Faith is really interesting, too. It'll mm-hmm. be really fun to talk about. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, uh, so the uh, shotgun-free Uncle Enos um, is, is, <laughs> is quite frightened because Angelus is in his fucking hotel room. Yeah. Uh, Angelus says that he's, he's not really after information, but thanks him for the offer. <laughs> so polite before he ripped your guts out, isn't he? Uh, <laughs> at a military base, Xander has begun phase one of his awesome plan. He instructs Oz and Willow in Oz's van to wait until he has the package and then uh, get, out of the, get out the ladder they brought and come get it. He and Cordy wiggle through a hole in the chain link fence. And I have to note that, as we mentioned, Cordelia's interpretation of trashy (laughs) is still very, very much not. It's kind of, uh, it's totally like what really, really upper class rich people imagine trashy to be. (laughs) (laughs) Like a little headband. It's like sparkling. It's like sparkliness is pretty much. Yeah, it's like sparklies and and the silver coat. Yeah, and I think your headband even has like spikes on it, it like the spike collar, like a Statue of Liberty kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. I. I. It's, yeah. it's adorable. It she is. Tried. Yeah, it's and, very and cute. And it seems to work because yeah. she passes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, but the, the guard probably thinks, "Hey, squirt a rich chick." Yeah. <laughs> Cordy is trying to get into character and asks Xander who she's supposed to be. Xander says that he she's supposed to be a girl. And, you know, yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> I, I bet Cordy could make an attempt at butching it up a bit, but she wouldn't be fooling anyone. And Xander says pretty much the same thing, and she swats him. <laughs> they're about to go into a secured area when they're stopped by a guard with an automatic weapon. Uh, Xander says that he's Private Harris with a 33rd, and the guard says that the 33rd are on maneuvers. Xander says he's on leave, and the guard wonders why he's spending it poking around in the armory. He asks who Cordelia is, and she gives him a perky little greeting, saying she isn't a soldier, and then verifies with Xander that she's not a soldier. <laughs> Which is actually the best cover she could possibly do. It. If he perfect. told her what was really going on, she'd be like, I am not a soldier. Xander had I am a good not here plan. to steal a weapon. Xander's plan kicks ass. It's perfect from beginning to end. <laughs> Except for one mistake he makes right in the middle, but it's not related to the plan. <laughs> Xander tells the guard in a confidential, we're all guys here, tone, that he just wanted to give her the tour. You know, that kind of tour. If Anya were here, she clarified that this would be a tour with his penis, and I would laugh and laugh and laugh. <laughs> she totally would. I know. It's a tour with his penis. Yes, he's my orgasm friend. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Xander spells it out more clearly, saying that big guns get ladies all hot and bothered and asks for him to turn a blind eye. It's not that kind of gun, <laughs> right. Xander. It's the, it's the arm. Never mind. <laughs> right, exactly. Like Ethan's arm. That's yeah, like a gun yeah. that girls uh-huh. can get behind. Yeah. And guys. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And Giles's. <laughs> yes, all of us are very impressed by that arm. Uh-huh. The guard isn't sure why he should do this, but Xander inf- offers to not tell Colonel Newsom about all sorts of things that the dude was doing that would get him in trouble. <laughs> Non-regulation boots, not covering his post, and holding his gun like a sissy girl. And I'm glad he says like a sissy girl rather than like a girl. Uh, there's a big difference, and he knows there's a big difference, but he, he's planning to hand a non-sissy and totally badass girl a fucking rocket launcher later in the episode. Yes. So, <laughs> the distinction is appreciated. Is, absolutely. <laughs> the guard tells Xander he has 20 minutes, and Xander says he only needs five. That's his mistake, because Cordelia, <laughs> in the background, who has been completely delighted throughout this exchange, is not impressed by that, and even though he tells the guard to forget he said that last part, Xander has just unknowingly made losing her virginity to Cordy an impossibility, I would think. <laughs> Whoops. Still a great plan, though, Xander. Just yeah. talked a little bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> but also kind of sold it. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that extra little bit kind of extra sold. That's a bad trade, though. That's a bad trade. (laughs) Well, yeah. But he does get to have sex with Faith, so good for him. (laughs) (laughs) Inside the secured area, Cordy wants to know what the fuck that was all about. And Xander asks if she remembers how he turned into Army Xander on Halloween. And yeah, Xander, she totally remembers a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It turns out that everything his brain downloaded that night has stuck with him. Cordy's impressed, but she really wants to find what he's looking for and get out as fast as possible. While he's searching, she asks if girls really get all hot by looking at guns, and Xander guesses so. Uh, She asks if looking at guns make him want to have sex, and he says that since he's a teenage boy, looking at linoleum makes him want to have sex. And by the way, Xander, a more correct response would have been, only if you're the one holding the gun, Cordy. I do like the sudden self-awareness. I love it, too. It's really good. Yeah, and we don't get to see them truly alone much. Right. And so this and they're, level they're, of candor and And they're cute comfort. and really comfortable together. Yeah. They she are she really hops up on the counter thing and she's waiting for him. They're just talking. It's really cute. Yeah. And they also communicate better than Buffy and Angel did. Yep. <laughs> I have to say. Very true. Because, yeah, they probably start to negotiate what they do and don't like. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like if, if they like the lights on or off. If uh, she hadn't immediately ruled him out for the five minute thing. <laughs> If she had any hope that he would be good at it, she would have totally gone for well, it. she could take a note from Allison Hannigan's character in American Pie and just double bag that fucker. It's true. But this is Cordelia Chase. <laughs> it's true. She does not want to have subpar sex. <laughs> it's true. And also, you don't want to double bag because it makes it more likely both condoms will break. The more you know. Just FYI. <laughs> just imagine the more you know star coming up. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> uh, outside in the van, Willow wants Xander and Cordelia to hurry. Oz wonders if stealing weapons from the army is a regular thing for them. And Willow says, well, we don't have cable, so we make our own fun. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> she asks if he wants to make out, and Oz is pretty much the cutest. He says that he thinks about kissing Willow a lot, and time just sort of stops like a freeze frame. He isn't going to kiss her, though. Willow protests, but Oz points out that it that it sure does seem like she's trying to use him to make Xander jealous, and uh, he wants to kiss her when she actually wants to kiss him, but he's fine waiting for that to happen. He sees that uh, Xander and Cordy are ready and hops out of the van. Willow smiles, as she should, because that was adorable. This kind of confidence is hot. Oh, it's very, it's yeah. very good. Well, and very also, good stuff. since I've talked about the velvet thing and stuff, Willow, when feeling extra vulnerable, wears something extra fluffy. Yes. She's wearing something really fluffy here. And if you remember the Eskimo costume. Oh, it is a bit like yeah. that. Super fluffy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when she's feeling vulnerable, she wears something extra, extra, extra fluffy. She over like. Over fluffs? Yeah, over fluffs. Huh. She's a fluffer, if you will. Uh, <laughs> but not that way. Yes. <laughs> that would never happen with Willow. That would... No, no. Fab Willow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Talk about leather. Yeah. Uh, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we can track how vulnerable she's feeling uh, with how soft she is. And that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, packing a bunch of layers around yourself is a great way yes. to respond to that kind of thing. Yeah, Good for her. Yeah, and isn't it funny how we always talk about her as the fluffy little spirit? She is a fluffy little spirit. Yeah. And wears fluffy little things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> In Uncle Enos's hotel room, Jenny, Buffy, and Giles have discovered what Angelus did to Uncle Enos. We don't see it, but it probably involves a lot of blood and viscera. Uh, Jenny hurries to see if there's anything she can do for her uncle, and Buffy just looks numb. Uh, and, and as she reads, was it good for you too? Written in blood over the bed. And Giles, um, he's horrified. Giles almost pukes. Yeah, and Buffy, then he of course, just keeps is the, looking. Yeah, and, and Buffy's the slayer, so gore doesn't 
you know, yeah, it's not was, a big deal for her. She's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, but when when Giles Ripper almost throws up. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Something horrible happened. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I like how they show that kind of thing with the reactions. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Angelus was in there for a while, is what I'm going to say. Yeah. He yeah. had some fun. Giles tells Buffy that Angelus is trying to make all of this all even more difficult for her. Buffy says that he's miscalculating because he's making it easier. She knows she has to kill him. In the Factory of Evil, the judge says he's ready. Spike thinks that it took a while. <laughs> <laughs> Drew sits in Spike's lap and they have a rather heated little kiss, totally grossing out the judge. (laughs) Spike tells Drew to have fun and Angelus taunts him with uh, not being able to come with them. Spike says he won't always be in the wheelchair and Angelus takes Drew's hand and leads her away. Spike asks what happens if Buffy shows up to foil their evil plan and Angelus says he'll give her a kiss. Uh, then he compliments the judge on his new outfit, which is indeed quite quite spiffy, I would say. Yes. The judge doesn't really know what spiffy is and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and definitely wouldn't like being called that if he did know. <laughs> spiffy. spiffy. <laughs> In the library, Xander is presenting Buffy with a birthday present uh, he got for her. Uh, he hopes she likes the color. So Drew's presents were all in boxes and so is Buffy's. I like that parallel a lot. That is good. (laughs) (laughs) Buffy wants to try to figure out where the vampires and the judge would go. Giles opens up the box to the crowbar, and Buffy has a moment of, oh, hell yeah, (laughs) that flashes on her face, and particularly through her left eyebrow. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Twice. (laughs) But she just says, this is good. <laughs> if you haven't seen that scene in a while, yeah, yeah. have a watch. It's fantastic. Yeah, if you watch the eyebrow, you should you yeah, watch, the, watch eyebrow. the eyebrow. I was like, yep. Fuck yeah, Slayer time is what that eyebrow says. Uh, Jenny comes in and asks if she can help, but Buffy tells her to get out. You know, I know that Buffy is pissed and she has a right to be, but Jenny regrets everything she's done, even though I, I still can't figure out how what she did caused any of this at all and jenny just saw her uncle's disemboweled body or whatever happened to him and i guess it's it's not buffy's reaction that troubles me as much as giles's because he backs buffy up completely also telling jenny to get out and i really wish he'd gone with we'll talk about it later Mm -hmm. we already know that buffy can turn into a worse version of cordelia at, at a moment's notice and that she's already killed what she thought was a human in ted with absolutely no consequences so this is where a while ago, Giles needs to step in as her watcher and also her dad and teach her how to maturely handle this kind of situation. And I can't, I really, okay, I can't believe I'm going to say this, <laughs> but he needs to be more like Spike, who stopped Drusilla from blowing out Dalton's candles while they still had a use for him. Huh. Yeah. That's and actually a good point. You know? Yeah. And I mean, Giles has sort of become the overindulgent dad who lets his daughter get away with everything. And, and that's going to be pretty disastrous in the future, at least from my perspective. And mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm sure that th- th- right now, some of you are yelling at the podcast. And um, as with everything, <laughs> as, as, stop yelling. As, <laughs> as with everything we say, we'd love to hear your polite civil comments and rebuttals if you'd like to send yes. them to yeah. info at com. Yes, please. Or uh, on Facebook or anywhere absolutely else. Absolutely, anywhere. You can find anywhere. us anywhere. Um, um, and yeah. we, we will happily read them on the air and discuss. We will even take a counterpoint to mm-hmm. what we normally... I, I will take the Giles is on the right side and Sard will take the Giles is 
you know, oh, being yeah. told I mean, adultery. I just spent half an hour on velvet and leather. Absolutely. We, so. will, we will debate it on the air for you so you can all decide. And I mean, I, and I change my mind all the time, yeah. too. See, and I'm going to go <laughs> on this one. I'm going to say, I think that Giles was also similarly hurt and didn't want to see her. I, and I totally, I yeah. totally agree with that. I do wish he'd gone with. We'll talk about it later. Oh yeah, he could have handled it better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But you know, I think he's just in the moment and just kind of said, you know, yeah. Well, and, and like, he's you lied to me. And it's the Buffy's mind thing too. It's like, is he Giles? Is he Buffy's mind? Is he Ripper? It's is really hard watcher? to tell with is Giles. He, yeah, yeah. It's really hard to tell with Giles. He's got a lot of shit going on. <laughs> yeah, <it totally> does. <laughs> and um, it's it's mostly that for me, it's that he is charged with. Reigning in this super powered girl, mm-hmm. she can kill everybody, and she will try yeah. <laughs> to kill a lot of people. Yes, she will. And she and she's already showing signs, like beating up Willie for no reason twice, mm-hmm. of being out of control. And with Ted, she was out of control. Yeah. And so my thought is, you know, if this was a normal dad and daughter situation with like a stepmom, this would, that would be one thing. Mm-hmm. But he is a watcher. It's his job. He's being paid to keep this slayer under control and she is going to get more and more out of control and more and more thinking that she is right all the time. And everybody in her life is going to back her. No, that's, <laughs> that's very true. And also, you know, maybe there was a mistake in choosing the Ripper Giles as her watcher. I mean, I think it works to her advantage in the long run. Well, I, I always will think that Giles would have been a perfect watcher for faith. Yeah. And I honestly think that, Wesley would have been a perfect watcher for Buffy. Yeah, maybe maybe after a little seasoning. A little bit. But yeah. if they had started out uh, out green together, mm-hmm. I think they would have worked really well. Yeah, it's possible. Um, I mean, and Giles is a... I mean, don't get me wrong. Giles is a wonderful dad for mm-hmm. Buffy. A wonderful dad. Um, but she's super powered and dangerous as fuck. And yeah. she needs to be reined in. Mm-hmm. You know, or she'll do things like trying to murder slayers. <laughs> and everybody will think that that's great and it's not it's great it's not okay yeah. it's not okay that she killed ted when she thought mm-hmm. he was human it's not okay at all and eventually she's this is all going to spin out of control for her and it could have been stopped earlier she could have been slowed down and talked to and reasoned with and told why this is not a good idea and this is honestly i mean like i said i change my mind all the time every time i watch this i change my mind a little bit <laughs> When I yeah. was uh, watching this in my mid-twenties for the first time, I was like, yeah, Giles, get her, fucking bitch. Um, but now, I'm in a 40, and I'm like, oh, that's a little, let's, why are we doing this as a, as a role model for our kid right here? Yeah. For our no, slayer right that's here. That's true. And, and I'm in the space where I'm, I don't think she's a bitch. I don't think she necessarily deserves what she gets, but I can see why he just can't, he needs the mental space. Yeah, absolutely. Like, he can't even, like, even knowing, like, we'll talk later. I don't think he does want to talk later. Right. I don't think he even wants to make that promise. I think he just can't even think about this right now because he's already been through emotional states that isn't very Giles. It's very true. He has been through blind panic. He's realized his slayer has lost her boyfriend and her virginity and created a really, really bad guy. <laughs> scary vampire. There's the judge in town right after he expected her to be able to have, like, a nice party and he was even kind of giving her a little bit of slack being a slayer. He's just been in so many emotional spaces that he's not right. accustomed to. He doesn't have the reserves. He is He's a minute away from blue screening. He can't even make a promise to talk to her later. That's a very like, good point. That's it. I think he's just, he's bottomed he's out. Done. He can't do it. Yeah, and that's a really good point. And that's where I would hope that he would step back to his watcher training and say, okay, mm-hmm. what yeah. does a watcher need to do in this one, situation? One would hope, but he did just almost rip her out. 
Oh yeah, he, he, he was giving her the Ripper look for sure because yeah. you know he threatened, she threatened his Slayer and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, yeah and, and, and he absolutely, is, he's waffled in and out of Ripper all all episode. <laughs> yes, um, because he doesn't know what to do. He almost relies on his alter ego, pulls himself back, and yeah. and his good friend Angel is gone. He absolutely. was actually really good friends with Angel. Oh, absolutely. I mean, everybody is reeling right now. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, his his good friend is gone. Well, and if if I thought he was going to follow up and and say, look we need to go talk to Jenny and we need to sort this out later on. Mm-hmm. Then I would like, okay, that's, fine. but he really completely sides with the teenage girl who's superpowered and has a tendency to beat a bitch on wheels. And instead of being the adult in the situation. Yeah. And I was, a, you know, and if you're a parent or a watcher, you kind of have to step outside of that kind of thing. Um, and and please, gentle listeners, write us, write us, yeah, and tell us. Te- please, you, please tell you us you disagree with, with me. Side, yeah. I either way. I mean, this isn't a podcast where anyone is right or wrong ever. Yeah. <laughs> so we just present the <laughs> arguments, and you, our gentle listeners, make of them what you will. And I think we can all agree that he handled it better than Joyce would have. Oh yeah, well Joyce, <laughs> Joyce would have been in Borneo. She would have just. <laughs> 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 Joyce would have fucked off when. Immediately, like it's yeah. well, the beginning of the day, you know, she yeah. would have been because <laughs> the more of this shit that goes down, the more she has to go into repress mode, exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, at least he's conscious <laughs> and true. like yeah. looking around with his eyes. Uh-huh. It's, no, it's totally true. <laughs> <laughs> so, at the very least, it's a low bar, but no, he he does fine. Yeah. He, if he was just the dad, it, he would do fine, mm-hmm. but he's the watcher. And she's scary. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's my thing. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, Jenny leaves and Xander asks Buffy uh, if she'd like for him to show her how to use the fantastic thing in the crate. And <laughs> yes, she would indeed. Uh, Buffy and her crew have found that, that the factory of evil is empty. Spike, though, is listening from the shadows. They try to figure out the most likely places evil folks would go, and they're thinking somewhere with a lot of people. Uh, Willow suggests the bronze, and although that would normally be a really good guess, it's closed that evening, uh, possibly to repair the window that Buffy broke. Probably. <laughs> I'm thinking so. Yeah, break in, and so stuff's <laughs> trashed. Uh, Cordy's thinking that a small town like Sunnydale isn't going to have a lot of crowded places, but Oz has an idea. At the mall, there are indeed a good number of people all crowded together. Do you think that Spike would have given it up if someone hadn't come up with what was going on? I think he would have been too afraid they'd hurt Drew. Maybe. I mean, he's I think, able to negotiate for her safety. I think he, if he times, had, though. I think he would have negotiated like he didn't lie to me. Yeah. Well, I you think, bring Drew back if Drew comes back safe, then blah blah blah. Yeah. But, well, and that's what he does in. Uh, well, he, in he, becoming part two. Right, and he would yeah. have known that that Buffy would be good as her word because she was in lie to me as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I th- yeah, I think he would. have I given think it up. he's pissed off yeah. enough and jealous. Yeah, I think he would have given it up. Yeah, I, I mean, do. just just being ticked off at Angelus like that, yeah, alone, yeah, to get him back, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think because I, like the fact that we focus on him, we could have just shown him going away to hide and then forgotten he was even there. But, but they we show actually, him. We show him, and not only do we show him, we show him with his face half shadow, half light. Yes. So, and that's always a decision point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think I think he probably would have. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. As much as uh, with the, the episode before last, um, we were talking about kind of missing malls. Uh, the sardine-like crowd in this one makes me say a little prayer of thanks for Amazon. <laughs> I miss the smell of the mall. That one's it crowded, though. It smelled weirdly like cotton candy and burgers. 
That's a crowded ball, though. It I, is. I don't like crowds. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and and uh, indeed, uh, Oz was right because there are a bunch of vamps uh, and and Jealous and Drusilla and the judge. The judge zaps a random guy and he incinerates um, immediately. And, and Jealous sends the vampires off to lock the exits and tells the judge to well to tear it up. <laughs> Just then, the elevator dings and Buffy leads her crew carrying the large and awesome box. Buffy is all Slayer, commanding them to keep back. Damage control only. Take out lesser vamps if possible, and she'll handle the Smurf. <laughs> <laughs> I love Slayer Buffy so much. Welcome back, Slayer Buffy. Yes. We have missed you. <laughs> the judge zaps some folks who are walking by, and of course, since this is Sunnydale, they didn't notice he was a Smurf at all when they were walking by him. Uh, the zapping from those folks expands to include everyone in the near vicinity, and they're all pretty well and truly fucked, I would say. Angelus laughs delightedly and drew bounces up and down and says oh goody uh drusilla looks fantastic in this scene i love that coat oh, yeah oh my yeah, goodness she is styling i want that jacket really <laughs> bad uh the judge is hit in the chest with a crossbow bolt and stops zapping everyone he snaps it and asks who would dare to do such a thing why that would be buffy the vampire slayer standing <laughs> on top of a kiosk with xander who is calmly opening the crate she's pretty sure she's got his attention <laughs> the judge tells her she's a fool and reminds her that no weapon forge can stop him buffy unimpressed says that was then lifts the fucking rocket launcher to her shoulder and says this is now <laughs> the people of sunnydale finally notice something because rocket launchers are not supernatural and scatter <laughs> and jealous and drew similarly start to run down the stairs while the judge asks What's that do? <laughs> <laughs> Buffy fires. Angelus and Drew jump over the stair railing to safety while the judge explodes in a massive fireball. And we at the Diogenes Club podcast chortle with delight. <laughs> What's that do? Is just oh, I love it. It's so good. He's just... Because <laughs> you need that little bit of ham, you, you know. You just need oh that. yeah, you After need well because it lets us breathe. Yeah, this has been such an intense episode, and they have the comic relief. The funny, lets, you know, yeah. and this show, this show, I think does comic relief better than anybody since Shakespeare. Shakespeare yes. did it the be- did it the best, mm-hmm. but this show is so good at just giving us a tiny breath. And, a t- and to, so we can really enjoy this explosion. Oh, yeah, and we, we got a little bit let off with Z- Xander stealing. Yes. You know, the, and, you know, and this gives us our final breath. Yeah, it actually gives us a nice big breath. And it also lets us know that we were prepared for the judge to be the big bat. Absolutely. We were geared up. We were ready. And now it's actually saying, ha, huh, no. It's the switch. It, it's the switch. Yep, absolutely. This is where we fake out. And we always fake out on about episode 13, 14. Yeah, it's in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. And uh, Angelus and a very upset Drew run off in different directions. And as a black cloud of smoke rises, Buffy hands the rocket launcher back to Xander and compliments him on finding the best present ever <laughs> <laughs> for the Slayer who has everything. Yes. Buffy did surprise her. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Buffy didn't do that in the last episode. And uh, we look forward to the next time we will see that rocket launcher. Oh, yes, we do. <laughs> Uh, Willow wonders if the judge is really dead and Buffy tells her her troops to pick up the pieces as she will be trying to do for the rest of, well, 
possibly the rest of her life, since she insists on not being in a happy relationship with Faith, and uh, <laughs> to keep them separate. <laughs> Cordy isn't excited about this, but she does it because yeah. she's a trooper. Cordy, get used to it. Yeah, no shit. This will be your life You'll be eventually. cleaning up some shit for a yeah. while. <laughs> uh, Buffy spots Angelus running through the crowd and follows as the, sp- the fire sprinklers turn on. Apparently... Quest for Camelot is playing at the Sunnydale Movie Theater, but there will be no damsels here, so Camelot can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> the other movie playing here is Fallen. Nice touch. Nice. Yes. <laughs> also, kind of a scary movie. It was, it was pretty good. That was a good one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Angelus punches her and tells her that the worst part of his experience was pretending he loved her. He says if, he, he, uh, if he'd known how easily she'd, uh, she'd give it up, he wouldn't have bothered. Buffy points out that she knows the whole scoop and that sort of thing isn't going to work anymore since the guy she had sex with was Angel and he's not Angel. He says that she made him the man he is now and that's the important part. They fight and it's pretty clear that Buffy is holding back and Angelus is able to throw her around a lot. Mm-hmm. The Scoobies are still looking for the judge parts and Oz finds an arm <laughs> and signals the rest of them. I love how he's kind of too squeamish to pick it up yet because yeah, he hasn't like, been doing uh, this. Arm. Yeah, he's a, he's a newbie. So <laughs> yeah, he is. in a couple of months he'll he's be... He's handling you know, this really he's well. He's alright. He's doing yeah, pretty well. He's doing great. He's chill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Buffy's still t- getting beat on and Angelus talks too much as vampires do and tells her she wants it and she pummels him pretty good <laughs> ramming his head through a glass display case and then up through the top of it which is a nice move, Buffy. <laughs> she gets her stake out but they both know she won't be able to use it. He thinks that's pretty funny until she kicks him really, really fucking hard in the balls. <laughs> well, really what we wanted to see. If vampires weren't already sterile, he sure would be now. <laughs> it's at least a little torsion problem. We are delighted. Yes. <laughs> he falls to his knees in pain and she walks away saying that in time she'll be able to kill him. Giles drops her off at home. And he tells her it's not over and that Angelus will come after her and the things that made him the most human. Too much watcher, Giles. Dial it back a little bit there, kiddo. <laughs> that was earlier. Should have done that. Not right now. <laughs> Don't compensate now. <laughs> yeah. Buffy says, and this is all she was focused on the whole time he was talking, you must be so disappointed in me. And Buffy, Giles had demon orgies. All you did was have sex with your boyfriend. <laughs> True that. But this, and he's soon going to have sex with your mom, so don't worry. <laughs> don't worry about it's it. Fine. He's really not one to judge. <laughs> uh, but this is Buffy's way, beating herself up for stuff that isn't her fault. Giles insists immediately, emphatically, and with so much kind and honest reassurance, Buffy would have to believe him that he isn't disappointed in her at all. She says it's all her fault, and Giles says it isn't. He offers to tisk-tisk her, and... Uh... <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Say tisk 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 tisk. I'm gonna say chastise. <laughs> <laughs> tisk tisk. It worked uh, when I was at home when I was reading this aloud. I don't know what happened. Uh, he offers to chastise her and and uh, her rash behavior, which other than charging up to try to stop the judge from being assembled, even though he already was and attacking Jenny, I wouldn't say anything she did was particularly ill-advised or hasty. I mean, she's known Angel for like a year and a half at this point. Yeah, that's a lot longer than many couples go right yeah and he's proven himself over and over um giles says that he knows that buffy loved angel and angel loved her and there's no way she could have known what would happen he says that the months ahead are going to be hard on them and 
ouch. I know. This is, this is exactly like when Jenny tells her uncle that people are going to die, and they're the ones who will die. The months ahead will be the hardest for Giles and Buffy. Yes, but in this moment, after all the wet metaphors and the mm-hmm. jumping in the ocean and the rain and the sprinklers, uh, the sprinklers of revolution. Revolution? <laughs> the sprinklers of resolution, shall call them, <laughs> because they were brought upon by Buffy this time. The this sprinklers is, of ball kicking. They are, what those yeah. were. <laughs> well, it's kind of like, because they're brought about by Buffy destroying the judge, it's sort of like the um, empathic weather trope. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's actually like the duking it out with the thunderstorm that Oh, happens. it's it's the epic yeah. battle, absolutely. It is, yeah. It's the epic battle. But there's rain on the outside of Giles's car. Uh, so he's actually a shelter from the storm. Yeah, he's protecting in her. In this moment, yeah. Which is, yeah. it's nice to finally have a little yeah, bit which of like... finally, after her mind being completely like, yeah. like out of the action and then mm-hmm. going along with whatever she said and blah, 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 blah. And now he's back. He's yeah. her dad and he's her watcher and he's back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually and finally her gives her that guidance. little... Yeah, finally gives her that little bit of reassurance and protection she needed. Yeah. Yeah. He says that if it's guilt she's looking for, and it is because this is Buffy, then uh, <laughs> he's not going to be the one who's going to give it to her. He'll give her his support and his respect. And Buffy and the rest of us are clearly moved. Um, in the summer's home, Joyce brings Buffy some birthday cupcakes. And Joyce, she needs something more like a double fudge brownie ice cream and bourbon at this point. Oh my god. But, you know, you tried, so... Kudos. Uh, Buffy is a... Bar- Claire from 7-Eleven would be better. I know. <laughs> I know. Mm, Buffy, I is a- <laughs> <laughs> Buffy is barely watching Stowaway, a 1936 film, with all too relevant lyrics in this little song. Uh, Joyce apologizes for not having time to bake uh, Buffy a real cake, and apparently all the grocery stores and their bakeries were closed as well. Joyce? Yeah, or something. But where did the cupcakes come from? She... Bake the little tray of cupcakes. I I guess. They you can bake a cake, cake in the same amount of time. I don't you really can't. And if she bought them, they come in a six pack, bitch. I know. Give Buffy she needs ate all the those other cupcakes. Four waiting yeah. for Buffy to come home. <laughs> Buffy needs all the cupcakes in the world yeah, right now. And, and chocolate. chocolate cu- yeah, chocolate, chocolate cupcakes. Yeah. And if you're gonna go, I mean, if she got them at the store, buy the cake at the store. Yeah. They'll just they'll write the name on it in like twenty seconds. Yeah. They really do. My ex worked in a bakery. Like, I know. It was really quick for her to, like, put the fucking thing yeah, on the cake. Yeah, if you're good at piping, it's really easy and fun. Yeah, it's really quick fast. for them. Yeah. You don't have to wait. And even if, I mean, even if Joyce didn't have the name on it, just buy the fucking cake and take it home. Yeah. And if you're making the cupcakes, make a cake. <laughs> Joyce? Yeah. What are you doing? Anyway. Yeah, yeah we're just Joyce. <laughs> yeah, you're just being Joyce. Uh, Buffy <laughs> says that this is this is good, and Joyce says they're still on for shopping that weekend. Uh, hopefully, the mall will be open and nobody... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, nobody will recognize the girl with the rocket launcher, which was a season, the upcoming sequel to the girl with the dragon, oh, dragon yes, tattoo, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> there's two malls in Sunnydale. There must because be. Because this isn't the same mall. There's not the escalators and stuff, you know, when they're riding up and down. Is part of the mall? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it, it kind of it reminds me of, like, Crossroads downtown. Yeah, we used to have, what, three here in the yeah. immediate vicinity. Yeah. And then we got a fourth. So, so. I, think, uh, I think it's probably there's probably yeah, two mall. malls. So, yeah. yeah, they can go back to the this original mall. This is the 90s. There were probably, like, five malls That's in Sunnydale. That's probably true. Within, yeah, yeah, the two-mile radius. <laughs> how, how many churches there were? That many malls, too. Uh-huh. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> you have to you have to go pray and then shop and then shop to pretend it wasn't happening. Absolutely, because Sunnydale. Uh, Joyce asks what Buffy did for her birthday, and Buffy says she got older. And boy, that's an understatement. Yeah. 
Oh, Joyce says that Buffy looks the same to her. She lights the candle on Buffy's cupcake, uh, and, but gets out of singing. And sadly, Joyce will get out of the other time she would have had to sing, too. Damn it. Uh, uh-huh. Joyce tells her to make a wish, and Buffy doesn't even know where to begin, so she says she'll just let it burn. And the next time Buffy says something like that, she will be singing it. She snuggles against her mom, and Joyce strokes her hair, which is yes. pretty much all she can do for her daughter at this point. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it would be nice if she said, uh... What's, What's going wrong? on? This would be finally the time for someone to say, are you okay? Yeah. Her mom. Because, yeah. Because her mom is the one without a clue. Right. It's, you know, if you know someone's not okay, don't ask them if they're okay. <laughs> right. This is a pet peeve of mine, you know? Because like, oh, you should just skip directly to, what can I do? Yeah. Yeah. Or like, how are you feeling? Yeah. <laughs> Something, you know. Yeah. yeah. You okay? <laughs> Shut up. Oh, uh, what do you want me to say? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. It's fine. Oh, great. Yeah, but we know that Buffy's is feeling a little better, at least, because she can lie that the cupcakes are sufficient. And that was a good good job with the lie. Uh-huh. Because she really doesn't give a fuck about cupcakes right now. No, she really doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but she could have carried that lie a little further and at least just blown out the candle, but... Yeah, know. but she's she's begging her mom to ask. Yeah, she I mean, is. She really is. She she's needs saying, I feel older. Mm-hmm. Um, she's... Not talking about feeling responsible anymore like she was. She's not excited about driving. She's not excited about the mall. She yeah. just wants to let her cupcake burn. Yeah. To let her her birthday and um and the achievement that, that indicates burn down because mm-hmm. she does not give a fuck anymore. Our mom would have been all over this shit. Yeah. <laughs> she would have been calling the therapist. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woken up the next day with like a blankie around us. Okay, we're just going to get in the car now. <laughs> and the chocolate ice cream would have come out. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, mom well, we, well, honestly, I mean, well, well, mom, mom always, uh, I mean, she laid the groundwork, so we would have just told her. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. But so, Joyce of course, is Buffy's not, not going to tell Joyce because no. Joyce has not laid the groundwork yeah. that, you know, I am here to help and all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Well, and mom baked a cake even when she was working full time. Oh, of course. Yeah. The I mean, not saying that, that moms, you all have to go bake a cake, but I mean. Just go to the grocery store and get a damn cake. Yeah. Or if you're not going to have a cake, don't have cupcakes with a single candle in it. I know, because it's sad. Yeah. Just get a damn cake. Yeah. Just yeah. go, just stop by the grocery store on the way home and mm-hmm. get a damn cake. Yeah. It is not that hard to get it's a true. damn cake. Uh-huh. And I mean, if you don't have money for a cake, that's a whole different Dude, thing. If you don't have money for your daughter's birthday cake, call us. Okay. <laughs> we'll PayPal that shit. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a single mom out there. And you don't have money for your kid's cake. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. call us. Dude, it's like five bucks. We'll, we'll buy you We'll send money. you five bucks for the cake. Yeah, yes. or we'll like yes. Amazon you the cake mix or something. <laughs> well, <laughs> expecting the cookie. I mean, you know, just, yeah. but just stop by the grocery store and get a damn cake. Mm-hmm. It's what I'm saying. Yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, if, if, you do, if you're in a situation where you don't have enough money for the cake, the kids know and they'll be totally fine with no cake. Yeah, they really will. Yeah, because yeah. families together and all that kind of stuff. Um. But Joyce has enough money for a cake from mm-hmm. the store. Because she's going to take her kid shopping. Yes. Yeah. And she buys Buffy new outfits all the time to replace the ones with the huge gashes through them. <laughs> yeah, the last time Joyce was worried about money was uh, was Prophecy Girl. Yeah, she, well, she says she's worried about money, but then... Yeah. Well, and considering where they're coming from, she probably is right. super broke. But her super broke is probably more money than our family's ever had. It's... I mean, they're Coming obviously they're stuff, obviously you know. upper middle class. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. Um, they're not because otherwise it'd be like Xander, mm-hmm. you know, where he 
which where poor dude ends up with power bars all day to eat. Yeah. He doesn't have a lunch. Yeah. And he ends up eating power bars. And when he doesn't have, he doesn't like his power bar, he has to try to eat a nasty, disgusting demon egg. (laughs) Because he doesn't have any other food. That's true. Like, yeah. You know, this is not a Xander and Faith situation where there's no food. This Mm -hmm. is. Buffy's got food. It's true. Yeah. And there's the milk and old milk thing, but that's just because Joyce hasn't been to the store. There's enough money for that kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's not money. Right. It's, yeah. It's not. And obviously, Hank, at least at this point, is sending money. Uh-huh. I mean, he's involved enough. Yeah, well, he probably, even when he's out of the country with the secretary, he probably has some kind of, like, someone setting up a fund to just, like, funnel money I up would to hope Joe so. or whatever. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, well, I mean, he just doesn't want to be hassled, so he's going to do whatever it takes to not be hassled. Yeah, I, my guess is, while Joyce is alive, Hank is sending money. Yeah. Because Joyce would be all over that shit. That's true. <laughs> yeah, probably once she dies. I mean, he doesn't even come into town for the funeral. Right. And at that point, he has two daughters. Right. It's not like he could be like, oh, well, the one is pretty much grown up, so that's fine. He has a teenage daughter. I, I bet I bet one of the best parts for Joyce was getting double the payments. <laughs> <laughs> I bet she had a moment of like, this payment's bigger than, and then the memory took her. Like, Whoa! <laughs> Don, oh hi, Don. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Oh, never mind. This is awesome. The check is so big. Look at this check. It's like a double. It's awesome. I can buy all these birthday cakes now. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Don got a birthday cake every year. Absolutely. Well, probably because Buffy got one every year until this year. Yeah. Because I really, I, I am definitely of the of the in the camp where. Dawn's memories were taken from Buffy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because that would be the easiest way to do this whole thing. Oh yeah, um, we're off topic so far. Well, uh, <laughs> so, <we're>, okay. <laughs> but yeah, so so poor so poor Buffy mm-hmm. has had what will be one of her worst birthdays. Cruciamentum is going to come in close. That what takes haha the cake. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cruciamentum features rejection by both of her dads on the same yeah. day. Both of her dads, her mom getting kidnapped, losing her powers, and yeah. being all kind of like, you know, molested-ish. Ish. Yeah. Violated. Violated. Yes, that's the word. She's violated in in the uh, Little Red Riding Hood sense. Yes. By a crazy vampire. Yes. Who somehow is later reincarnated as a crazy <laughs> warlock. <laughs> He's such a great actor. No, I love him. He's really a great actor. He's one of the best I'm character actors I've ever seen in my life. He's so good. And I'm happy to see him again, but it is yeah. kind of funny to be like, hey, you're that guy. Crack. 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 Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think this is probably the worst birthday she has that we know of. It's up there. Yeah. I, I might tie it with Cruciamentum. Mm-hmm. Or it's above. It's it's definitely not below Cruciamentum. No, it's no. it's it's right in there. Yeah, yeah this is the and just a just a sign of things to come for Buffy and her birthday. Mm-hmm. It's not not good. Yeah, she has married Tyler Moore's luck. She does. <laughs> Speaking of, of course. Yes, of course. Yes. Yes. Lost her. Um, yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah, I as far as the episode goes, I mean, of course, this is this is one of the largest episodes of Buffy. I mean, we're we're going on almost three hours here, so um, and wonderfully entertaining. This is of a great course, episode. yeah. And this this pair of episodes is so pivotal 
in the whole run of Buffy. Absolutely. This um, is where everything, everything turns. Everything changes. This, this is, I mean, this is the end of Buffy and Angel. Yeah. Um, Even though they, they try and resurrect that they'll shit, try, it doesn't but, work. Yeah, or, you can't put that genie back in a bottle. No, their hearts are never in it again. And Angel yeah. will always have to worry about his moment of happiness and mm-hmm. becoming unjealous again. This is This is the end for them. Yeah. It is. It's the beginning of Angel going into Angel the series, even though we don't know it yet. Right. Um, You know, it's our changing of the world building. It changes the Scoobies. It, you know, sets us up to lose a lot of people. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, it it will begin the the really important character deaths on the mm -hmm. show. Yeah, it will. And, yeah, and I mean, just some really sad shit is coming up. Yeah. It is. Yeah. But also so good. So yeah, these two oh, are... Oh, brilliant and, and, and brilliant and sad and brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... These two are just so amazing and, you know, surprise and innocence. I'm not... Uh, I don't want to go into it. Innocence is a weird title for this one. It's one of those ironic titles. I think, I think it is. Yeah. Because it's like, so not. Like, nobody's innocent in this... That's and exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. nobody's restored to innocence. Mm-hmm. What's done is done. That's um, true. Nothing is undone. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything is even more fucked up yep. than it ever has been. Um, we have uh, we're gonna have a contest between two big bads now. It's true. Um, tough for debate. Who really is the big bad? <laughs> uh-huh yeah and yeah. uh yeah i mean buffy's life is in chaos the season is in chaos uh the show is in chaos yeah and let's talk about this show at this time when this was being produced had ne- no one had ever done this before oh yeah no no one had ever managed to do this no uh it, it was show. you pretty much would still reset when you started the next episode yeah. And this is telling us, and up till now, we haven't been resetting, but this is where like, we've actually changed a character. In a huge way. Yeah. And not in a way that goes back at the end, where all of a sudden, like, oh, look, Arba Thessala, break it. Ah, yeah. We're fine. Yeah, look, Yay! we found an amulet. Okay. We just put it on Angelus's forehead, and Angel comes back. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> and we're also not turning him at the end of the season and saying, to be continued, no. and then letting the writers have a whole summer to figure out what shit they're going to do next. No, we are not. Yeah. We're doing this right in the middle. And I mean, we're, we're setting up Buffy killing her boyfriend. Yep. Killing him mm-hmm. to save the world. Yeah. And never being the same. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> and neither will he. <laughs> no, I mean neither of them. Yeah. It's 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 um yeah, I mean it's just these two episodes are just huge. There is mm-hmm. there is no way to overstate how huge these episodes are in the yeah. series. It's almost it's, hard to talk about them. I mean, it's like we're yeah. talking about the movements, but at the same time I'm like, it's just just go watch it. Yeah, it's it's so I mean because so I think I mean I think by innocence it means the permanent end of innocence. Oh, this is okay. the end in a lot of ways. I mean, we've we've seen Buffy's uh, metaphorical embrace of her adulthood uh, when she died in uh, in Prophecy Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but this is the real death of of uh, of her innocence. It's yeah. over. Oh, that's true. She. It's not, and it's not the virginity thing because that's silly. Uh, but it's it's the it's the death of her thinking that everything's going to be okay. Yeah. The death of that sort of childhood, if I am a good person, everything will be okay. Because she asked Jenny Calendar, what did I do to deserve this? And the answer is, Buffy, you didn't do anything to deserve this. Mm-hmm. Bad shit happens to people all the time who did not deserve it yeah. at 
Oh. Just wait and watch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and Angel didn't do anything to deserve no, it. No, nobody either. did. Yeah, Angelus. Well, Angelus did plenty. A little bit. But, he's... but even then, I think the torment put on Angelus is pretty extreme for one life. It's it's a it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, but then if you add up all of the people he killed before, which mm-hmm. the Calderash don't care about, it doesn't even scratch the surface That's of true. what he should have suffered. Which is uh, why he has to go have his own show of redemption. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah. And then, of course, and of course, we have to think about Angel, who is now trapped inside Angela's watching mm-hmm. all this stuff happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, it's it's big shit. <laughs> yeah, it's really big. So that's that's all I got. I mean, it's just kind of like, oh. yeah. It's you finish these episodes, and you're like, wow. Yeah, gonna go have a lie down. Gonna have a you know double fudge yeah. ice cream with a bourbon. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so have we talked this to death. Uh huh. Yep, we definitely. All have. right. Well, this is after all the Dodgers Club podcast, where all members are exceptional. Peace out, bitches. <laughs> and scene. Gonna go cry. Oh.